0: footy and frothies. uh what is the date even 7th of july 2021 looking back at round 17 barney and ollie with us uh in isolation still whacking away uh ollie how's the working
1: the big working week treating you yeah it's all right i've had a lot of fun my first week uh working sort of with you but not really At opposite ends of the office, but it is odd how it's taken a lockdown for us to be able to see each other more. That's kind of weird. You'd think it would be the opposite, but there you go. But, yeah, enjoying it a lot so far and hope it stays that way.
0: Well, you you get some blessings in life, Oliver, don't you? Seeing me more. Um, Barney, how are you smiling? away?
2: <laughs> well, I've been seeing you less, mate. That's why I'm smiling. Yeah. <laughs> See? <laughs> uh, it's been a pretty rough week for me, to be honest, mate. Work's been pretty tough. And, uh, yeah, buried the grandmother on Monday, which is uh, pretty rough, but... <laughs>
0: life goes on. Yeah, uh, condolences to you and the fam, uh, especially Waz. Mm-hmm. I know he took it pretty tough. Uh, uh, apart from my condolences to everyone, and uh, I've just been giving some space, but I will reach out and check in at some point this week. Um, yeah, he's, he's doing quite well, considering. So, so Thoughts with him uh, and the rest of the family. Uh, shall we get on to uh, some news? So what's the big news of the week? Um, some people didn't do a Zoom drink and decided to have a party <laughs> and got fired. So, the Dragons copped it all up about three hundred and five k in fines and uh, Paul Vaughan lost his contract as a result. Third offence, COVID-related. Uh, Then tried to cover it all up and uh, didn't particularly handle any of the situation overly well, I'd I'd say. Uh, A few people were running down streets, a few people were under the bed, all sorts of happenings going on. Um, It's been covered enough in mainstream media, so I don't think we need to spend a whole lot of time on it. But uh, do you have a takeaway, Barn, from this whole uh, affair?
2: Oh, I expected him. Um, the ones, especially the ones that were lying to the to the integrity unit and the police, to probably cop an extra week or two. But um, you know, I think what the NRL has done is pretty pretty good, to be honest. Um, and it's it's pissed me off a bit more than it really should have, to be honest. Obviously, with everything um, on Monday, like my dad could have a drink with his family and celebrate Nan's life. And these guys feel entitled enough to go after winning a game of footy and get on the piss.
0: So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. And uh, that sums it up. And I think it, it's a reflection of um, the feelings of most of society. Everyone's doing tough. We, I see uh, in the role I do, do you see plenty of people who've lost work over the last 12 months? Plenty of people, you know, can't even get in a, a decent enough tax turn to pay the rent at the moment. Plenty of people, well, look at us, we're um, – doing the right thing, gone out of way to do the right thing, um, could easily have snuck around and done this in your garage or something and made the conscious choice not to... um, not, and just, just to hang on your old man as well, it's many's at least lost uh, three weeks of work just because the situation has allowed some new staff to come into the office. So, um, yeah, that's right. it, and here's someone on eight hundred k taking essentially taking the piss. Let's there's no point mincing around. No, exactly. Um, yeah, taking you know. the piss, and it's a, a complete act to me of someone who of a, a group of uh, young men, for lack, you know, for, to give him a term. Um, thinking they're entitled and above it all, really. Um, it's not much more can be said. Ollie, do you have a take on it all? I know you saw the Paul Vaughan apology mm-hmm. last night. What did you take away from that? And, uh, you know, where does it leave the? Where, where does it leave you and where does it leave the dragons?
1: Ah, uh, I mean, the apology is what you can expect. I saw some people online sort of going on about him getting upset over it and crying, but... I do understand that aspect because he's obviously sorry he got caught. He's upset because he got caught. Obviously that's not condoning it in any way or anything, but uh, if I was in his situation and I got caught for doing something as stupid as that, then I'd probably be pretty upset too. But yeah, that, that doesn't condone it in any way. I mean, I've I've thought a little
2: bit. uh, Yeah. Obviously doing it. a televised interview about it—it'd yep. be pretty tough to talk about,
1: obviously. Yeah, definitely, and um, it, yeah, that that pretty much sums sums it up. What Barney was saying—I mean, <laughs> I've also seen people say, "Well, why are they getting in trouble?" You know, they play in the football field together, etc. But it, it's not about that; it's about lessening the chances of spreading the virus. And not only are we under a government lockdown, the NRL has also given strict pro- protocols to these players. The protocols aren't, oh, you can go to training, go to the game, and then hang out together afterwards as long as it's only you guys. No, the, the rules that the NRL are putting out is that you go straight home to your own individual houses. It's I know people are saying, yeah, but one's a government legislation, the other's the NRL. Both are uh, pretty firm that NRL players cannot be hanging out together. Well,
2: the NRL games, one's even training. stricter than, yeah. than the New South Wales one. And the CEO and the coach, both in the sheds after the game, told him not to do it. You know yeah. what I mean? So that's just an even bigger slap in the face. His Griffin would have to be pretty pissed off, considering there's 12 or 13 of his blokes that have just completely basically told him to go and get fucked.
0: If, that, if that's true that he that he specifically said, like, we've won, you know, let's have a beer here, let's celebrate.
2: But we'll let's do it later. And we'll yes. see in
0: two weeks. Uh, and mm. they've just pissed in his face. that That is, of all things, so offensive to me. And, and I imagine it is to him, obviously. Um, but even if even if it was and there has been suggested there's more uh, there and we don't know, it hasn't been investigated, I think the NRL are happy to accept the, the case at the moment. But it only takes, for example... Uh, Paul Vaughan's daughter who might be at daycare or whatever uh, to be asymptomatic that puts it into a group that puts it in the whole point of them separate is um, go away there sorry let's close that Uh, puts it into a group that's now exposing potentially 13 people that shouldn't have been exposed that's the whole point of uh, I know people say they train and play together but the whole point is to limit potential exposure um
2: we obviously so had to go and get their beer from somewhere and whatever yeah. else they were drinking,
0: but uh, yeah. and that's been spoken about as well—that how are they getting home and all the rest of it. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, yeah, for someone, I suppose we won't throw stones necessarily in terms of that, because but we, we've all got through experience and age, gotten much older and much more responsible and
2: pretty, <laughs> but I've done plenty of stupid things. But the, uh, <laughs> but the
0: thing is, we have because if I if I lose my license, myself and my family are, are all rooted simple as that Uh, and also you're putting everyone else at risk and everything else Um, if I was on 800k a year and told not to do it the first thing I'd do is not do it and I've said that for you i go back to um, Todd Carney jumping fences 10 years ago like it's if you're on that much money just have some self-respect and you know do the right thing
2: you know, I'm on the 10th of it, mate, and if my boss turned around and told me not to do it, I wouldn't do it. So. Yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah, exactly. So,
2: disappointing.
0: Uh, the thing is, we know Paul Vaughan's going to be picked up. There's already talk, I think, the Dragons, uh, not the Dragons, the Dogs will pick, he could pick him up. Uh, there was another club already in the mix. I'm sure he, it might not be 800,000, but he'll find half a mil somewhere, I'm sure. Um, so, he'll eventually fall on his feet. Yeah, the interview, just to touch now quickly, felt a lot. I, I, the kudos I will give him is it takes some balls to cut, Yeah. Take, put your hand up in a front up. <laughs> uh, In public, and I respect that, uh, and I hope he's learnt, and I hope that he does move on and become a, we see it a lot, uh, a better leader and a better person for it, and, and that's all you can say. Uh, he'll be hurting because, like anyone is, if you're yeah, probably in a couple million dollar house and told you got no pay coming in, it's a concern. Yeah. So. I was
2: just about to say, it's a big fuck-off house he's got to pay for us.
0: <laughs> so, um and fit
2: plenty of people.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so that's... Um, I guess we'll leave it there. Not a lot more we can say. So they've got to spread, I believe, to the 12 players over three matches. They've all, The ones that are all suspended. Uh, they can play. So I imagine they'll probably just cop the loss against South and, and work out where else they can uh, try and eke something out. I, and, I think they've got
2: mainly Titans,
0: Souths. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I think that's their season. I don't think we need to worry about them too much for the rest of the year now.
1: Yeah. Um, which is a bit of a shame because they are currently seventh on the ladder. And although we've spoke about how the dragons probably will end up stuffing it up somewhere, they have one of the easier draws of the competition and I would expect that a few Dragons, many Dragons fans would have at this stage probably been expecting them to make their first final series in three years. And now those fans are going to be very let down in large part due to an off field situation which should never be the case.
0: Yeah, and, and, and that's a whole other thing. I'm not a Dragons fan, so I've, to be honest, I haven't even thought about that side of the story. But it's bad. Like, I'm still wearing this jersey. It's bad enough they let me down on the field. But if, if a grown man to make that choice, it is a slap in the fan. I think I think they're close to the biggest Sydney fan members count as well. They wouldn't be far off. Uh, so it's, yeah, very disappointing. Uh, let's move on anyway. I don't think we, we can add much more to yeah. that situation. State of origin this Wednesday night. Uh, after all our speculation, Mitch Moses was named at halfback. Uh after much reflection last week, I don't have a problem with it. It is what it is. He'll play. That team will suit the, his wild style of playing, and uh, he will put on a show. Given that he's got the the firepower around him, and there's not a lot of pressure, he will look like a superstar. I'm pretty sure. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I'll just t- uh, quickly for New South Wales. So si feed is injured, which moves Fanukan uh, into the starting prop uh, spot at the moment. Uh, Jack White and starts at six. Appy Coruscant to 14 Nico Hines Which we all suggested Would be on the table Comes into uh, 19th man Gutherson And Stefano Utukamanu Named at 21 So that's I guess Their token Week in camp Give them something to do Um, Man if uh, Utukamano has been named. Freddie must really not like Luciano Lua, Is all I'll say there. Uh, At least you got
1: a Tigers player in there.
0: Oh, it's a t- and it's a token gesture to pick a twenty-year-old and just get him into camp and whatever else.
2: Yeah, yeah that's right. They're um, looking for three, forty years down the track and hoping that you know he can build on, yeah. give him a bit of confidence and get him in there and over the next couple of years.
0: Uh, Barn, your thoughts on on the halves and uh, I guess Vanuken is is pretty obvious there.
2: Well, as soon as Luai went down I, I thought they'd just go straight with the combination of Walker and Reynolds um, obviously they could have been better on the weekend and um, they weren't bad but uh, Freddie's just decided to stick with the guys that he already had in and around his team so you can't really um, go against it to be honest Appy deserves his spot and maybe not um, but he's been in and around the squad now for the first two games and all of last season so as I said last week I'm 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 with Freddie, mate. I'm going to slap him and try to grab him. and yeah, I'm happy with what he's done so he can keep on going. Are you going to wear shoes when you do that? I'll do whatever he wants me to do. (laughs) Just leave
1: your socks on. Uh, Ollie? Uh, Well, yeah, I've got to agree with everything that Barney said thus far about trying to keep it within the team as much as he can or within the squad, I should say. Mitchell Moses, an interesting one. I think he deserves it. He's had... He's had a good season, I think, for the most part. It's interesting, though, because when Reese Walsh was originally picked to play for Queensland, a lot of people were saying, oh, you know, there's a lot of pressure on him for a young kid. You know, he, he might not live up to expectations, which in actual fact probably took the pressure off of him because... A lot of people weren't expecting him to play that well. Well, now a lot of people are saying the pressure's off Mitch Moses because the series has already won and, you know, it's a great blue side and a crap Queensland team. I think that actually puts a lot of pressure on him for a couple of reasons. One, his history and I would say the reputation he has garnered over the past few years as someone who maybe doesn't always live up to expectations on the big stage. And the other reason is if he, let's say Queensland win this game and Moses has a shocker, like how has that happened? That that pretty much ruins his rep career. All the cards have been laid out on the table for him to have at least a good game. If he somehow doesn't, that reflects terribly on him. In a weird way, it's sort of do or die for whether or not he's going to be Nathan Cleary's backup for the next five, six years or so at least because, yeah, it's it's like how can he stuff this up? I don't think he will and I don't want him to because if he does, that's absolutely crushing, as I said. But it's just interesting. I think there's a fair bit more pressure on Mitch Moses heading into this game than a lot of people would like to believe.
0: Yeah, I, I think you summed that up well. Uh, if it had have been... Two series ago, where we had to win that last game and they bought Pierce in and they bought most in that situation, uh, yeah, it would be completely the wrong decision and I would be very nervous. There's nothing, uh, he can basically set himself up as the you know 20, 20th man for the next few years here and, um, you know, end of day for him. I hope he does. I think he'll put on a show. I think he'll be fine. Uh, there'll be enough ahead where he won't miss any important goals and, um, what you see is what you get from the rest of the from the rest of the the team. Uh, for Newcan won't let anyone down. Uh, Angus Crichton will play probably sixty minutes again, uh, and and New South Wales will be fine. Uh, for Queensland, AJ Brimson comes back in onto the bench. Ponga's fit, which uh, he looked like he hadn't missed a beat the other day, um, and McCulloch's gone, which sees Ben Hunt starting hooker. Kurt Mann named as an, on the extended bench with uh, Flegler. Capel moves to the back row to allow the hammer to come into the centres. Now, I have a concern still over the defence of the edges there because I don't particularly rate uh, Tabua Ifadeau as a, a super defensive centre. I, even of one game, would have picked Corey Thompson somewhere in that back four. I think he was tremendous on the weekend. Again, I thought he was close to man the match in that game. Um, and he can tackle. I know he's not big, but he, he would be much smaller than anyone in that team. And he's a very intelligent footballer. Uh, thoughts on Queensland, bar?
2: Oh, they've got a lot more. Um, I think they've got a lot more attack in them. Obviously, Kong on his own adds that. Um, and Ben hanen nine, obviously a lot more creative than someone like you, McCulloch. Um, probably not as defensively sound as McCulloch. Which could cause problems if they come back through the middle. Is ha- ha- um, ultimately,
0: Harry Grant's the biggest loss of this Queensland squad um, from last game because they had no direct. He was the only direction game one. It was direction la- game three last year, and there was nothing from if, – if Munster and Cherry Evans aren't on the same page, is Ben Hunt going to help that?
2: You wouldn't think so, no.
0: <laughs> no. Unless he takes everything on and, and they run the whole team through him.
2: But. It's just yeah, it's possible. Um, it also gives them an option; they can push him out there and just chuck a makeshift in there if they want to at some point. But um, yeah, I'm with you with the Hammer. I'm not so sure how he's going to go defensively. He's he's got more upside attacking. Um, he's he's quite quick and he's got pretty good feet, so he could be um, could get him a few more points out there. But they're there's still they're going to need to find thirty to forty points. So yeah. I think it should probably be closer than the first two, but I still can't see Queensland getting close enough to beat New South Wales. Oh.
1: Yeah, so I think this Queensland side is looking the best it has all series in a weird way. You know, finally, they may have gotten it right in some respects, obviously, with the likes of Ponga coming back. But you're right, it's largely due to the attack. And Queensland, you'd have to think they score more than six points in this game, but is it going to be enough to keep up with New South Wales? Well, not with the lack of defence. And honestly, you know, we talk about... Queensland making defensive-minded selections, especially in their edges. You do bring up Corey Thompson, but honestly, overall... Queensland's not going to be able to find a matchup at all that can match New South Wales defensively in that back line and can stop New South Wales back line. It's, uh, I think I said it last week, it's, it's nothing to do with Queensland. They're not doing anything wrong. They're not necessarily picking the wrong players, but uh, New South Wales have just developed the better players out on the edges and no combination that Queensland picks can, unfortunately for them match up to them. I, I know it sounds grim but that that's just how it is. Like I can't think of any combination that Queensland can name in their back line that matches up to that New South Wales back line.
0: And let's be honest well, the thing is in 10 years time um, Barn and I did it what, what we do probably two mm-hmm. years ago we did um, our all time teams. In 10 years yeah. time three of these blokes probably are making Barney and my all time teams. Uh, I was just about to
2: say mate. You give give
0: t- it Turbo, Latrell probably make all of our in 10 years' time, if they all stay fit and keep on their trajectories, are probably making out all-time teams we've seen play.
2: Uh, you got to remember, two is a young man, and, and Joshua is not easy. that old either. Yeah. Um, they're both generational players too. I reckon both of those wingers are probably going to be two Or three of the better wings that we're going to see in the next out out of this generation as well. So, when you've got five blokes that are the top three of their generation running around in a back line all together,
0: and the best prop in the the game sitting on the bench, good team. Um, (laughs) you're not wrong. Should we? Well, while we're talking about it, let's should we do our quick tips now just to confuse GT? No, we'll do it on Tuesday. Do it! In, oh, because no. we're going to do a show on Tuesday. we oh, yeah. before. Oh, I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah, to <laughs> we go.
2: probably should have saved this chat for the Tuesday.
0: Ah, well, we've talked about this too. <laughs> tick, tick. That's good. Uh, in injury news, um, Torhu Harris looks like about a month through shoulder. Uh, we'll talk about that in the Supercoach chat as well. Uh, Townsend uh, could potentially be similar. So oh, really? I hadn't heard of sure. it. Oh, he'll miss this week, and I think there's further scans. Uh, Bailey Simonson, a month to six weeks. Whitehead will miss next game. Matt Moylan, at least the next game. Uh, optimism that Reed Marnie and Jake Turbo will both be back next week after the bye. Uh, so that's the injury wrap-up as far as my uh, brief note-taking went today. And um, signing mm-hmm. news, Jaden Sewell has been linked to the dogs.
1: Uh, and the Dragons as of about ah, an hour sorry, 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 the drag
0: I've said that, I've done it twice. The Dragons, that ah. looks like the the replacement there, uh, which I think he's pretty much on the outer at um, South anyway, so why not? Um, Fisher Harris has re-signed a 2026 for Penrith. Uh, good on them. Isaac Lee, has is, just kept a three-year deal with the Titans because just what you need, Ollie is another middle forward. That's, uh, that'll solve all your issues there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they've re-signed Bo Fermer and Jaden Jolliffe as well for another couple of years. Uh, Any thoughts on any of those signings, Ollie?
1: Uh, Well, you got my reaction when you actually told me about the news today, and, I mean, I, I can't say it's a bad signing, because it's not. It's a, a decent signing. I don't think Isaac Lee is that bad a player and someone coming from the rooster system is good, but we don't need him. You know, he'll start. He'll be he'll be a first grader in that 17, I'm sure. Oh, but Does he make – he doesn't make he it. Backs. If he He might. I, I, I've got
0: I to think, think their about best, it. Like, their, best, well, their best team was the weekend with Awaker and Wallace. He might start yeah. out of Wallace down the road, I suppose.
1: Yeah, and I think he can play lock too, Mm. but yeah. Yeah, sorry, he he, he has played a lot of lock. Yeah, but anyway, it doesn't matter because we need backs pretty much. Um, Yeah, fair enough.
0: Uh, Brisbane have spent – or they signed Kurt Capel. I can't remember if that was – last show or not. I think it was. But it was after. So, so their big signing, Ben Eiken's been in motion and uh, signed Cape Oil, uh, which is the man he wanted. They've also uh, just reaffirmed a lot of the young blokes, uh, your Kobe Hetherington's your uh, Selwyn Cobbos. There was another handful that they just signed up for another couple, of, a year or two each, um, just to reaffirm some of that, that young squad, which is, I guess, smart, smart to get them all... Uh, up now, and East have signed Lindsey Collins to 2026, so they've put their faith in him for a long run. And uh, Tupou's got another year there as well, uh, so that's obvious. There they'll be back to what they are um, next year, or back to their best next year, I'm sure. Barney, any, anything on those signings that you want to comment on? Oh,
2: no, not realistically. Um, no, Fisher Harris is they had to do that, didn't they? Lock him up as long as they could, yeah. so. Uh, that's probably the big one. He doesn't. He's not going to be going anywhere, and um, that's that's probably the best signing out of a lot of them, to be honest.
0: Absolutely. Uh, well, him like, like we've said, him and uh, Cleary are their their linchpins, and um, they're going to have both of them for a while, so they're going to be in the conversation for a long time. No other news, Ollie.
1: Uh, Just one piece of news that I saw before we started recording, which I find interesting. It's about runoff a Tony, of course, currently off contract at the Bulldogs. Towards the start of the year, I remember coming to you guys with news that apparently the Cowboys, Sharks and Dragons were in a bit of a bidding war for him. That's sort of gone quiet, but I've just heard... I know that the Moles reported it and I'm hearing stuff out of Wigan that they're heavily chasing him. So he could be off to the Super League next season, which I, I bring it up because I think it's, it's a little bit odd because he did have a few teams chasing him hard. And I know, Barney, you said you wouldn't mind him we'll at the Sharks, uh, but yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, well, I don't think he'll be the only one on the way to England in the next month or so. <laughs> there might be a few uh, halves. Um,
2: I'm pretty surprised he didn't get offered a contract here somewhere, to be honest. Oh, well, I
1: should uh, bring up the other one. I completely forgot about it. Um, Sam Ayub, Anthony Milford's. manager has confirmed that there's not only interest from NRL clubs, but super league clubs. And the interesting thing is I put up a post about that last night and shared it into a few super league based groups and none of them really want him. He's not going to be well received if he goes over there, which is a bit understandable. They say, see it as an NRL reject, um, getting coughed up in super league, which I think happened probably, uh, one too many times for the for the poor British over there. They usually cop our so no Chris Sando extras, you could say
0: nothing on Chris <laughs> Sando.
1: Speaking of, no. so yeah, I was going to say someone who went to Super. <laughs> yeah, nothing on Chris Sando, but hey, maybe you will end up at Brisbane as Anthony Milford's hey. replacement. Honestly,
2: though, I think that'd be the best thing for Milford, though. To yeah. be honest, no, out of the headlines, you he can just play. They play a little bit, you know. It's a bit more expensive game over there. There's not as much defensive pressure, and he, he'll run the muck over there. I think I, like, if he does go over there. Yeah, so. I agree. Yeah.
0: Honestly, though, by and large, surely the uh, pre- the Super League over there has finished well in front on Australian players going over there. Don't don't Australians win Man of Steel every year and. <laughs> Um, you know, Blake Austin and Jackson Hastings and uh, uh, Pat Richards and everyone else in between, aren't they all superstars?
1: Well, it's sort of 50-50, funnily enough. I know last year, at least, Paul McShane, who's been over there his whole career, one man of steel. So there is obviously English talent over there. And it, it's funny you bring up the Aussies because it's very hit or miss. Pretty much if you're an Aussie and you go over there, you end up being a club legend. For example, Lachlan Coot will probably have a statue at at St. Helens. He's been great there. Or you're absolutely hated and you're the worst thing because you've just cost your team a a bunch of money and you've gone over there for a paycheck, for example. Chris Sando, he was absolutely torn to shreds by the Warrington fans. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. You still sort of got to show up with the right attitude if you go over there, put it that way.
0: Fair enough. Um, quickly, just before we get into our match reviews, do you want to throw out, your, do you have a peanut of the week this week?
1: Uh, I do. It, it's it, it's a bit harsh to call this person a peanut. There wasn't too much going on this week because I haven't been able to post a whole lot. But I did notice someone commented on that post last night about Milford saying it's not his fault that he had a, had a crap Ford pack at Brisbane. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I, I don't necessarily think Brisbane's four packs, the issue.
0: I, I distinctly recall saying for about the last, what, 18 rounds that if Pen- <laughs> if uh, Brisbane had a heart set of halves, that would be a good team. But anyway, um, don't quote me on that. I've only recorded every week. Um, we got a, a few minutes before we get to our review. Do we need to touch on the blow-off about the rule changes and how the game's dying and blah, blah, blah? Should we talk about that or is there anything to be said, Barney? Oh well-
2: <laughs> Oh, mate. If you shit, you shit, and you get fucking lapped by the better <laughs> teams. It's been going on forever. Obviously, there's a bigger emphasis on what's happened recently because the game is faster. There's no doubting that it is faster. Um, but realistically, what are the rules that have changed this year? How much of a difference? I, I think if we were still playing under the same set of rules that we were playing under last year, there'd still be teams getting smacked by 60. Yep.
1: And you know the what? The team's...
2: It's not going Tom. to be any better playing under last year's rules. Never a fucking Brisbane, the way that they've performed, apart from this week and the game they've played against Penrith. Um, there's teams out there that just, as soon as they get a try or two behind, they just fucking give up. And you can't, no matter what you do with the rules, it ain't going to fucking change that.
1: Yeah, well, that's the thing I've got to agree with Barney. The biggest thing I noticed, at least, about these teams who are getting smacked by 60 every week, their biggest issue is effort. And as you said, once they concede one or two tries, they just drop completely off. Hey, I'll admit it as a Titans fan in certain games, they've done it. It's it's a huge issue. It's effort. And, you know, that that's a problem with the teams and obviously the clubs and whatever you want to take from it, culture. But yeah, the, the biggest issue is the teams. The, the best way of stopping these blowout scores is if teams get better scoring points and also get better that are at stopping points being scored. You know, one of the big reasons why Melbourne are putting up massive scores against, you know, your West Tigers, for example, the other week and other teams like that, I think they'd still be winning comfortably, but teams just seem to drop off because they think, oh, we've conceded a try against
2: Melbourne. Let's back it up for the night. They're going to roll over us, yeah. Yeah, they don't even try. Our good friend Trev uh, mentioned in our group, that uh, has been on this show quite a few times. This is the under-20s generation that everyone was blowing up about five years ago, six years ago. Yeah. Where every weekend it was 50 to 4 or fucking
0: 100%. 70, 12. And, like. and, and that's the thing. That was how this whole generation has played their footy their whole life. So what? why should that be any different to how they play NRL when they play each other? Um, 100%. That's, I was going to say that point, but finish it unless I've cut it off. No, no go for it. You finish it no, off. No, that's it. But I'll just um, – The other thing that – I went back to look at the table uh, at the end of the year for 2019. So if the rules are to blame, shouldn't the comp be all topsy-turvy and upside down and some teams – lot closer. So so. the top eight from 2019 was Storm, Roosters, Rabbitohs, Raiders, Eels, Seagulls, Sharks, Broncos, Tigers, Panthers. That's top ten. Call me crazy, but isn't that going to be basically the top – Barring um the Raiders have gone and Penrith have grown, isn't that the top eight right now? Pretty close. Oh, so and, and Maybe not. Maybe not Brisbane. And <laughs> Brisbane are four <falling laughs> <hole>. and So one <laughs> company. But my point is the best teams are still yeah. the best teams. Yeah. Um yes, it's emphasized yeah, now. But if the comp was autopsy turvy, um shouldn't some there shouldn't be some change there. If there's no change, doesn't then come back to that it's a club issue?
2: You know, over two seasons when you've still got six of the top eight in the same, roughly the same positions as what they were. Yeah. Yeah, you make a very valid point. And Andy. in
0: that time, Melbourne have lost uh, an, an Immortal, the, the greatest, arguably the greatest player to ever play the game, Cameron Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, when did Billy Slater retire? Maybe 2018. eighteen. Uh, Twenty might have been that season before. He yeah. was busted by then either way. Yeah. Uh, and a few others. Roosters have lost Cooper Cronk. Uh, and this year they're cruel by injury. Um, so the, and the uh, big improvement is Penrith, who grew their own team. They just went out and decided they're going to spend five years and grow their own team. And here
2: they but are. And most, most of those teams that have half of, half of their forward pack would be completely different to what it was mm. two seasons ago as well. Yeah, 100%. So... so
0: Fans just don't want to put their hand up and hold their own club accountable, it seems like to me. Uh, I'm the wrong person to to probably con- – I've realised I'm not getting into any more arguments on social media now because I, I – re- well, unless I'm drunk, which I've been drinking, but – I still watch all eight games. I still enjoy all eight games. Mostly I like watching the best players be the best players and be allowed to be the best players. So I'm probably the wrong person, but I also think the more people, uh, and a few mates of ours, there was a comedy the other day, uh, made mate of ours, Mick Carthy, put it up. Oh, I don't watch it anymore. Well, he didn't watch it in the first place. So now he
2: hasn't watched it for a few years. And yes,
0: to point out new rules, as changes. I've realized that people that say they don't watch it because of blowouts, it's just their excuse for them to whinge and, uh, give a reason for not watching when they've already stopped, for whatever other reason. So, I I, I think it's too much to a cop. I think there's too much time spent talking about it because the media needs something to talk about. Uh, do we need to add any more to this beyond the clubs need to look at long and hard at themselves?
2: We all said it at the start of the season, mate. We, we said there was going to be six teams that were going to be heaps better than the other fucking, you know, the other ten teams in the comp, and it's just the way it is. Yeah, yeah the Roosters got um, stomped by the storm, but they're missing quite a few good players, and it was their down week, mate. Like, yeah, every team has a down week every now and then. Uh, some of their better players had the worst game that they've played all season, and it just all come. You know, all just came together for that result out of the rest of them. None, I don't think any of those results were unexpected. So That's right. It's, you know, so. Regardless of rules. All right, we'll take no. a quick break and be back.
0: Yeah. Um it is beer and it is footy and frothies and uh we is back. Uh let's get into our round uh what are we we're sixteen pre review, review, review. Uh I have had beer. Um <laughs> and the, the big, well, the, the first talking point, it, was, uh, tri, it is Tri-July and uh, they've so far in one round raised 65000 for Mossy so, which is a tremendous result one week in. Uh, I assume sports are really going to keep going throughout the whole month, hence Tri-July. Hence yes, for the
2: whole month. Um, there were some good ones too.
0: I imagine the 50K. There were some very average ones. There were some very average ones. <laughs> uh, I imagine 50K was probably from the Manly game, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, some of the South's players didn't let any of their players celebrate. They were too busy jumping on top of them before uh, anything happened. Uh, but uh, a great a great idea, some great celebrations, and uh very uh, enjoyable aspect of the game. Did you have a favourite,
2: Barney? Uh, either be the um, – we the, were shooting the, with the arrows, uh, uh, the Titans one, where he threw the ball up and got the arrow off his back and <laughs> used the bow and arrow, or um... – <laughs> Oh, what was the other one? The, oh, Ruben Garrick. the cricket Reuben, appeal. Yeah. I didn't mind that.
1: <laughs> Yourself?
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, probably Ruben and. Um Trying to think now. I think Ruben was probably the best. There some good ones in there. Turbo just is uh, an. Tommy's awesome. would have been the worst, uh, and then he didn't want anything just,
2: to do with uh, yeah, Gary's appeal.
0: My God, if, 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 I said if he couldn't play footy, he'd be a. Actually, it's probably still accurate. If he could be a
2: <laughs>
0: no, he'd be a dead set bag man at Woolies. Like he'd just be like, have a nice day, sir. But Lucky's probably the best footballer in the game. Anyway,
1: uh, Oli, did you have a favourite? I didn't have a favorite post-try celebration, but I had a favorite reaction to a post-try celebration. You bring up Ruben Garrick's one. Uh, Tom Travojevic got interviewed after the game and said that he thought the try celebration was so bad, he, he wished it got disallowed, which, I mean, in that game, if, if there's any game where you can say you wish your teammate had a try disallowed, it's probably that one.
2: There was well, one, They bombed three or four anyway. Yeah.
0: Well There was one disallowed. There was a, a big celebration was disallowed, and I can't remember what it
1: was. Yeah, Reynolds. Oh,
0: Reynolds, yeah, yeah. Oh, I fucking uh,
2: laughed by myself. That was yeah.
0: brilliant. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's get let's talk about some of these games. We kicked off Friday night with uh, Storm Forty Six beating. Uh, the poor Roosters, zero uh, after we spent the best part of 45 minutes talking up how Joey Mar, who's a franchise player, he probably had the worst game of football of his whole life. Uh, he was yeah, very so. ordinary. Uh, but Barney, what did the stats say?
2: Yeah, so zero tries for the Roosters, eight for the Storm, six out of eight conversions and one out of one penalty goals. 66% completion played, 75% for the Storm. 25 out of 38 sets played, 33 out of 44. And um, 150-plus con- post-contact metres again. Uh, I generally don't mention it unless it gets up to that point, but, yeah, the Storm just run rough shot through the middle. One line break to seven. 29 tackle bust to 38 for the Storm. Seven offloads to six. One force out by the Roosters. Zero uh, 40-20s. 313 tackles played 321. Two ruck infringements by the Roosters. Four to the Storm. One inside the 10 to two. Six penalties conceded to two. 12 errors to 13. Uh, Sinbin for the Roosters. Verrells made 39 tackles. Brandon Smith made 36. Tupu with 206 metres. And Nico Hines with 224. Manu made 15 tackles, missed eight. Uh, Jared missed four. Uh, there were 17 missed tackles from the starting pack for the Roosters, which, uh, yeah, it's not going to get you a long way to winning a game. Brandon Smith missed five, but he did make 36. Uh, Christian Welch had a, a indifferent night, which is unusual for him. He made 16 tackles tackles and miss four. Uh, supercoach points, Nico Hines with 104. Dale Finne came with 94. And then five other Melbourne players before you got down to Angus Crichton with 54 supercoach points.
0: Uh, what did you make of the game, Ollie?
1: Uh, it, it's just Melbourne dominance. I think I'm very much now bordering on joining you on the Melbourne train. Um, obviously, part of that's due to the Penriff injuries, but... Yeah. it's it's a record-breaking team. They've already broken records and they're on track to break more records. They will uh, actually play Penrith no.
0: for the record against Penrith. Is that right?
1: Well, for Penrith, Penrith's
0: record. Penrith club and game then, record against but, Penrith.
1: But they can actually get the record outright, the NRL record a couple of games afterwards. I think the Roosters won 19 in a row. Off um, games in a row. Yep.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, between 74 and 75. So it was actually over two seasons. So Melbourne are on track to not only beat Penrith's club record of 17 in a row, they are on track to beat the all time record and do it in one season, which is just insane. And they've done that
0: without out the Australian hooker and arguably the form fullback in the comp at the time, which yeah. is even more insane. Um, <laughs> they
1: oh, well yeah keep finishing your point. I just took you. Oh anything? no, but it, it it's just say, like Melbourne was so dominant. I I can't really say anything more than that. It was a Melbourne performance. Obviously, the Roosters are down on troops, etc. We know if it was a full strength Rooster side, it'd be a, a lot more of an interesting game. But yeah, Melbourne just. <sighs> well, I'll,
0: I'll, I'll quickly touch on the Roosters. The only two. Two blokes that uh, stood up, I thought, were again. Get- well, you know who they would have been. I thought Crichton was as good as he could have been in the situation, uh, and Teddy was as good as he could have been in the situation. Uh, the rest uh, were just blown off the park. Jared was solid. Jared yeah, was yeah. solid. Um, the rest were blown off the park, and as I said, Manu was a couple of un-Manu-like things, but just ordinary in defence. Uh, him and Tupanua on that edge were um, not good at all. Um Melbourne are great. The cheese is just on fire. Hughes has been great. Uh, Nico's Nico. I, I now, he surely has to play centre once Pappenhausen's back. How do you leave him out of the 13? Uh, yeah, I don't think
2: they'll be leaving him out of that. Term. I think
0: he plays. He probably ends up pushing Remus or George Jennings out. Uh, and it was the best game of Cam We talk about how good Melbourne's been. This is the first time Cam Munster's decide to actually play some decent footy in, uh, all season. Isn't he that a started, scary thought?
2: He played smart footy. He yeah. was actually thinking in this game. He wasn't just running around with his head chopped off. He was actually thinking about stuff. Um, Roosters were in the game for about five minutes, and that was, <laughs> that was the end of the section. As soon as they, you had those two nice bits of play with Remy Smith uh, taking that, the bomb, jumping from the in goal, and then getting the 20-metre restart, and then Daggy's favourite play in the world with the, the early kick for Josh Adokar down on that wing, and they scored that first try, and it was game over after that. So I'll get to
0: it, but how, just, happened, how happy was I to see Sabra do it too, but in (laughs)
2: Yeah, and um, after that, the the Roosters sort of hung in for another 10 minutes or so, but then there was a bounce of the ball. Nico just ran straight through the gut, scored the next try. And then Storm were that far in front. They just went, we're just going to truck through the middle for the next 30, 40 minutes. And that's what they did. And they just punched holes all through the Roosters' defence in the middle there, just... Fucking constantly. Uh, they're just breaking tackles. Every time the Roosters seem to touch the ball, they gave it back to the Storm. If it was either it was on the back of the kick at the end of the set of six or there was a mistake early in the set, and then fucking the Storm just ran away with it. There was nothing they could do. Um, Cheese was brilliant again. I don't know how. His form over the last six to eight weeks has been amazing. He's got to be the form hooker in the column. Oh,
0: Exactly, 100%. And now it's at the point where you, you probably can't start Harry ahead of him.
2: Uh, no, I <laughs> wouldn't think so, no, it- especially coming back off injury. Um, as I said, Munster played smart for a change. Um, Manu, as you said, had the worst game he's played in years. The, um, the Jared Maria Harvgraves intercept, I love that. That was brilliant. He was on the treadmill for 15 metres there. He was, <laughs> he was trying to run as fast as he possibly could and then got caught within about 10 metres. That <laughs> was great. He wanted to just run the length of field, but that was never going to happen. Um, it's just a storm, effort on effort on effort, and desperation. Even the last tackle of the game, there was four blokes that had to come across and cover in defence just to make sure that they won to nil. It's just that attitude that they bring every game. It was just impressive.
0: And back to your point, Ollie, they're not just putting a streak together. They're winning by 40 every week. (laughs) <laughs> they're just blowing teams away and it's scary that you're gonna put you're gonna put Pappenhausen back in this and then after they've bashed you for thirty minutes, Harry Grant's gonna come off the bench. Um the yeah, they're they're the best team in the comp. I I have no uh, convictions in saying that anymore. Not that I did for about the last six weeks. Uh and we may as well wrap it up. Do we, do we anyone else we need to pinpoint out of this team? Um uh, they're all doing their job, they're a football so. team. Uh interest to hear three two ones.
2: I had Munster cheese and then Finnegan, uh, or possibly Hines. But I'm happy
1: with that because
2: I think Munster and
1: cheese are a lock for three and two, at least for me. Um, either way, I'm happy with that way. But other than that, I'd go Hines, but I don't mind Finnegan. Now I to go with him. I'm fine
0: so- with. Um- I'm fine. Yeah, I, I agree. But uh, Barney's one's probably okay. Uh, yeah. To Finucane, he was good. Um, also I also mentioned to he, he might be the most underrated forward in the comp at the moment. Um, for As much as the Melbourne forward could be underrated. He just doesn't let his <laughs> one down again. But um, outstanding and great tour. For all those that are whinging about blowouts, I, I, I really love watching Melbourne play. And last year I loved yeah. watching Eats play, so it's not like I'm jumping on or off any bandwagon. Uh, when you actually sit and end up watching games every week, you like watching good football. And, uh, and this next game probably puts that into perspective when we get to Friday night. Uh, Warriors 18, uh, lost to the Dragons 19. Uh, by lost, I mean literally they lost the game. Uh, they decided to shut up shop about 68 minutes into it.
2: Uh, what did the stats look like, Bun? Yeah, they absolutely wrapped it up and gave it to them as a present, in my opinion. But um, it was three tries to four, three out of three conversions and zero out of four conversions for the Dragons. <laughs> Uh, Zero out of two field goal attempts for the Warriors. 1 out of 3 for the Dragons and 1 out of 1 penalty goals. 81% completion for the Warriors, 79% for the Dragons. 34 out of 42 sets played 41 out of 52. 4 line breaks apiece, 37 tackle busts to 26. 9 offloads for the Warriors, 12 for the Dragons. 1 forced dropout to 4 for the Dragons. No 40-20s, 460 tackles played 379. 4 ruck infringements to 3. One inside the 10 for the Warriors. Two penalties conceded from both teams. 11 errors to 12. Egan made 52 tackles. McCulloch with 42. Roger Tuovasashek with 267 metres and Dufty with 263. O'Sullivan missed six tackles. Norman missed six as well. Hunt missed seven, but he made 29 which was a better effort than Norman. Supercoach points. Elise Catal with 95 points, Hunt with 93, and Vaughan with 84. Uh, do you have it in front of you? How did
0: uh, Fenella Blake go in Supercoach? I can find it before we talk Supercoach. Just... Uh, it, was,
2: it was high 70s. He wasn't far behind those leading three or four. Okay, cool. Uh,
0: well, this was an ordinary game. I thought our Dragons were pretty ordinary for most of it, to be honest. Warriors weren't flashed, but... Looked the better in team, a better team had more intent. Um, that's all relative when you compare them to some of the other games of the weekend. I thought, like I said, they shut up shop 68 minutes in. I have no idea why that he was going for a nine point field goal, <laughs> nine point lead field goal. Uh, they did it, they, it, and that play, I don't know if it's if it's a, a Brown thing or whatever it is. That's now cost them two weeks in a row, um, trying to play shut up shop early because they did against Newcastle mm-hmm. where they tried to shut up shop early. Um, and it's cost them now two games in a row. And in this comp, you can't just give up four points. Uh, uh, with Torhu Harris out now, I ha- have no interest in being involved with the Warriors again. Uh, Reese Walsh will help, but they just didn't have a great deal to me. Uh, I believe Chanel's back as well. Uh, and Dragons were – they turned up. They all went to a party. Um they're all not playing Fruity for a while. <laughs> That's all from me on this game. I don't really want to talk about it much more, to be honest. Uh, Ollie?
1: Well, they had the perfect attendance for this game, to sum it up. It was, yep, and they got, they got them out about as many people there as they deserved. Sorry, you need COVID to, how, how, what was your attendance? <laughs> <laughs> we are a radio show, by and <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to think. It was somewhere between zero and one. Mm-hmm. And I think it was the lesser. Fair enough. (laughs) Duck egg. Barney, do you
0: have any takeaways from this?
2: Oh, yeah, I thought the Warriors were the tougher, the tougher team. They are probably better in defence, but um, the, the Dragons just had that little bit extra ball playing, to be honest. Um, Hunt and Dufty just threw the passes that needed to be thrown at certain times to make sure that the points were scored, and the Warriors couldn't do it. The Warriors were bash and barge, and they won through the middle, and most of their points came from blokes just diving over off short balls and that kind of stuff, but there was no finesse. There was no ball playing, um, and their kicking game let them down at times as well. <laughs> So, um, as I said, I, I thought they gave this one away. They, they really, even shutting up shop. they should have been good enough to hold it from there. It all comes back to that field goal. They scored in the next set, seven tackle set, and he, he fucking hit it so bad as well. Chad, yeah, put the pumpkin on, missed that one, and then they just marched down the field, and they scored two tries in the next five minutes. Well, They scored with five seconds to go to even up the scores. If Corey Norman could kick some field goals, they would have won in normal time. Uh, kick some conversions, they would have won in normal time. But, um, yeah, they just, the, the Warriors, they don't have any architects to their attack. They they get they do they beat most teams through the middle, but once once they get from there, they've got nothing after that. And even, I thought Chad was okay a couple of times, but he had a pretty poor game.
0: Even uh, even Reese Walsh going into that team, he's a, a broken field sort of miracle player. He's not going to add any structured play to it, is he really? He's
2: no, definitely yeah. not. Chad's kicking game was okay, but apart from the field goal. But other than that, he, he didn't provide. I thought he'd provide a little bit more, to be honest, I, especially when they started getting in front after that first half an hour. Or so I thought he'd just get him home, but it didn't happen. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and five seconds to go. How the fuck do you leave? a, a three-on-one with 20 metres on the – you know what I mean? But they compressed their defence that hard. There was 15 metres. There was three warrior, uh, three dragons out there and the the one warrior winger. Like, they, they were always going to score.
0: Yeah, and it always felt once, – once they missed that field goal, it always felt – I don't know if it was just me – it felt like they were going to lose the game. It felt like, yep. and in extra
2: time, good. all they did was fucking. Every time they touched it, they gave it back to the dragons yeah. in in worse field position yeah. than when they started. Well, they didn't yeah. even give themselves an opportunity to win that game in extra time. There's a little, there's an element when when
0: we get into if the scores are tied in the last five minutes. I don't want to say it's too soon, but teams don't have the balls to just try and play for a try either. Uh, there's plenty of times where they worry too, worry too much about setting up for that field goal in that middle yeah. field position when if they just played footy with the momentum they already had. And at, waste
2: three tackles. Yeah, yeah,
0: whereas if they were throwing it around, they'd probably score or worst case uh, tackled on the 90, you know, worst case aren't giving away seven tackles. We see it a lot and it's – I know it's not but easy. even if
2: you're if you're on your own, it sort of even if you get to halfway on the third tackle, just put it down in the corner and yeah. make them do the work that's to come right. back the other way. You yeah. know, what I mean? and back that's yourself
0: just... to to have them three set three tackles down before they get to halfway.
2: <laughs> Keep them on yeah. their side of halfway.
0: Yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. You know, who else we have to talk about? Dallin was okay on debut. Are uh, they going to miss Tohu. Yeah. Uh, that's a massive a massive out, and for the Dragons, oh, that's a
2: huge hole in that team.
0: yeah. Uh, and look, at the end of the day, Paul Vaughan will be a hole for the Dragons too. Um,
2: he was really good in this game, actually. So um, three, two, ones, Barn. I had Ben Hunt with three, Elise Kato with two, and then I was um, tossing up between Vaughan or Dufty for the one point.
0: Uh, I'd almost give RTS one just on effort, but it's RTS, so maybe that is what it is. Um, Ollie, do you have anything to add?
1: Oh, n- not too much. It's pretty hard to pick a 3-2-1, so I'm happy with Barney's 3-2, and two, and honestly, either of those guys you want to pick for one, they're not going to be playing next week, but yeah. Um, yeah. I-, I really don't have anything to add to this game. It was Paul.
2: Yeah, he a right. bludger. Warriors have been involved in quite a few of these tough-to-watch games yeah. throughout it's this year. Sold the Dragons. <laughs> Yeah, true. Dra- I think the dragons
0: would have if we counted back. Dragons would have be clubhouse leader for most worst game of the round. Uh, yeah, so Morris three would be running second. Three, yeah, three hunt and Newcastle will be third. Oh, Bulldogs be third. Newcastle Dogs, yeah. Uh, three hunt, two Katoa, and we'll go.
2: We'll go, we'll
0: go we'll it's up up to you, Captain. We'll go. I'm gonna give it to RTS just because Paul Vaughan. Um, yeah. I can't. I don't feel like giving Paul Vaughan any points this round. Um, <laughs> all right, well, Re- Dufty. Apparently, he ran five k's. Huh? Oh, good That's pretty, pretty that. good effort. Uh, some yeah. great stuff. Some great photos of the uh, DeBellin under the bed stuff this week.
2: <laughs> some good memes. <laughs> you may find
0: them yourself, everybody. Uh, in this big blowout round, the second golden, uh, the second one point result of the weekend was the Penrith Panthers 13 defeating Parramatta 12. Uh, I'll give my thoughts after buying does his stats.
2: Two tries apiece, two, convert, two out of two conversions for Penrith, one out of two for Parramatta, uh, one field goal out of two for Penrith, zero out of one for Parramatta, one out of two penalty shots for Parramatta, 78% completion played 80%, 35 out of 45 sets played 33 out of 41 for Parramatta. Uh, Penrith with 150 post-contact metres, Again, um, in the middle there, three line breaks to two, 30 tackle busts to 39, 10 offloads for Penrith, 19 for Parramatta. Two force dropouts to one. Zero 40 40-20s. 379 tackles played 360, uh, 396. Four ruck infringements to seven. One inside the ten to Parramatta. Six penalties conceded by Penrith and two by Parramatta. 15 errors to 11. Appy made 62 tackles. Lussick with 50. Brian To'o with 281 metres. And Papali'i with 165. Luai missed six tackles. So did Tyrone May. Moses missed... Three and made 15. Uh, Papali scored 122 supercoach points. Happy with 97. And I'm not sure which brown. I've just written brown here. But he got 77. I'm assuming it was Nathan. But it could have been Dylan. Um,
0: now, was it just me or did Parramatta just stop? Like an hour. Parramatta
2: lost this game.
0: Parramatta lost this game. They were all over this game and about, oh, what, an hour into it? They just stopped. They just stopped. They should have won this game by by 12. Uh, They Mm. had all the momentum, had everything going for them. And I don't know if they hit the wall. I don't know what it was, but they lost this game.
2: To be honest, mate, it was their defence. Yeah. Because, like, obviously, Penrith's defence was really good. They only conceded two tries, and both of them were from bombs. But that Tyrone May try, that should have been a first – First grader should have made that tackle every day of the week. He just strolled past. I'm not sure who it was. I'm not sure if it was a half or it was the centre, but he just walked straight through that hole and scored that try. And that be one probably should have been stopped as well, but that was a, good, a nice bit of play in the middle of the field. But, yeah, they let themselves down. Yeah, uh,
0: I agree. I Like I said, I thought the better team. I thought I think losing Lui especially – will bring it brings Penrith back to Parramatta's level for the next four weeks so I think they're now pretty much on par uh they're going to be relying I suppose on may and Burton um for the next few weeks which is a concern I, I, I oh, they I, need
2: to give the kid a blow they need to give the kid a go uh, hop, off may off salmon then, no but what's the RFL's Four, okay. Um, Play him I, at seven, put Burton
0: at, at six. Yeah, like 10 minutes in I thought, wow, how clever to be playing, Bert, keep Burton out in the centres. But then he did nothing for the rest of the game. Um, yeah. He had a couple of okay touches and runs, but they had May almost controlling things. Uh, they did not, by any means, they looked like a good team, not by any means the world beaters. I thought Charlie Staines was okay at fullback. He's not Dylan Edwards, uh, but he was much better there than he had been. Um, they won't miss Naden next year. Uh, who nah. else do I need to even talk about? Uh, it was Appy's best game all year. He got them back into this game. Uh, he's, he straightened them up as he does when he's at his best. He looked really good. Uh, and beyond that, they, he, they, him and the fours dragged them back into it. And um, Parramatta, you got to say, it, Parramatta choked. They, they had the foot in the throat and couldn't do it. Massive. Um, mm. And that's a reflection of well-clutch uh, Parramatta. And if there's any. Any play to sum up clutch Parramatta any better than <laughs> Mitch Moses' last uh, kick at goal in the game? Well, there it is. Because um, if he, if they, if it's thirty-two, twelve, he kicks that goal every day of the week, uh, blindfolded while doing a cartwheel. So uh, there it was. Um, do I need to talk about, uh, Puppy? He was just quickly on the power. Puppy, he was tremendous uh, for a lot of the game when they were on top. Moses was good. Uh, Madison was good. Brown was good. Uh, and um, the rest were all power. You know, that's about it. Uh, Barney, your takeaways?
2: As I said, Paramount's points all came from bombs. Um, the execution was poor. So it was Penrith. to be honest. It was a pretty scrappy game. I was actually pretty disappointed, actually. I thought this was going to be an absolute blockbuster game, and it never reached the heights that I expected it to. Um, definitely not. The, the attack just seemed to break down pretty much every time there was a move on, someone dropped it, or the, there was a shit pass that rolled along the ground. And yeah, I, I thought the attacking play could have been a lot better. I don't, obviously, the weather didn't help, but um, yeah, Parramatta I thought won the middle, and I thought they won it quite convincingly, to be honest, apart from Fisher Harris and Yo. Coming back through the middle, uh, Yo and Appy were the difference in this game. Uh, as soon as the halves weren't doing their job, which they didn't do for Penrith, Appy and Yo just took over. Um, Appy started controlling where the ball was going to go, and Yo started jumping in it, in in at seven or running hard lines back through the middle. And those two dominated the middle in that, that last twenty minutes, as you said, when Parramatta fell away. Appy and Yo came to the fore, and they. Um, they just took over and they, they got them out of a game that they probably should have lost. Parramatta, I thought Parramatta should have won this probably by two tries, to be honest, mm-hmm. but they just could not could not execute. Yeah.
1: Ollie, uh, Well, I uh, have to agree. Parramatta were the better side for the duration. And, you know, we talk about how good Parra sort of were for those 60 minutes, but I also thought Penrith overall were not quite up to par, and to be honest, although they're missing their best player Nathan Cleary, I still think we should be expecting a bit of a a better performance than what we got overall. Um, it will be interesting to see how they react over the next few weeks. They're lucky this week they've got the buyer, then next week they've got the Warriors, which is I think a quite winnable game, but who knows? Um, but if that's if that's another Average game
0: where it's 16 uh, 10 beating the Warriors, and that's I think that's concerning as well.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think at this stage, though, Penrith would be under the mentality of just get the two points. Until they get the Cavalry back. Yeah, I, I don't think they'll be too concerned with putting a big scoreline on like they were against South Sydney or Manly earlier in the year. We're going to see a Penriff slide more akin to 2020 funnily enough. I'd say probably the earlier stages of 2020 when they were just looking for the two points. And Mm -hmm. they'd be in second gear. They have been at times this year as well. Although it's easier to play in second gear when you've got Nathan Cleary controlling things. But I think that'll be their focus for the next few weeks. Um, I'm not too sure who they've got after the Warriors. There's a chance Luai comes back after two weeks. I believe it is. So I think he'll be a chance after the Warriors game. Not not really. Not all.
2: They need to not rush either of those two, Duck. Um, they can lose and finish in fifth, and it won't matter. It won't matter who they'll play if they've got their full side coming back. The thing is, if you finish
0: in fifth, yeah. you play one of the Spastics, and then you get a home <laughs> final again. <laughs>
2: That's they're almost
0: true. they're almost better off finishing in fifth because then they'll play uh, they'll play who like who Brisbane Sharks uh, Titans, sorry Sharks and Titans, or Titans Brisbane, and then play yeah. and then have a home game against probably Parramatta. You'd almost take yeah. that
2: they need, especially with Tyrone May, if they're going to play Tyrone May in the halves, they need to tell that bloke either fucking run the thing or pass it. Don't try to do both. He's trying to play like Lilwine Cleary where they run into the line yep. and then they set up their outside men. No, just fucking give Burton and Crichton early ball or run it or kick it. Yeah, he's, he's trying to do too much. He's just completely fucking up their attack. Or give Kurt Falls a go, which I think yeah. they should. Well, we probably
0: all agree on that, but let's be honest. Not, yeah. If they have not by now, Cleary will go with uh, Burton and May. It's pretty obvious he's going to. That's what he's done all through. He'll stick with that. He's just
2: trying to overplay his hand way too much, and he's just bringing that attack down. Just give, like You've got your centers there. You've got Burton and Crichton that are destructive ball runs. Give them early ball or kick for your corners or run it yourself. If you're going to run it yourself, just run straight at someone and see what you can do. But... You can't do both. You're not Lear, you're not Luai. You're not Cleary. You know, you know.
0: The other question, just on on the last three months, um, Barney. If you were CEO of the Sharks and you were offered kick out next year, what would you offer him?
2: I wouldn't offer him any more than Rudolph or Nakora. Well, that's what I'm... we should probably around three fifty four hundred
0: at the most. He feels very exposed now, doesn't he? He, just, he does. He hasn't had yeah. an impact for. A long time now um
1: well he didn't even have a good 2020 really and it wasn't due to any fault of his own re- they just weren't getting the ball out to as with. much yeah. during games but then again if they if they had been would we be getting the same results it's quite possible we don't know obviously mm. but they've been going to him more this year and he's not been great yeah. and he does he does
0: get in that motor he, he tries to be David Fafita. he tries to be the one man show for a little bit sometimes as well Um, like I said I I now think until they get their their players back we treat Penrith as as a Parramatta level team more than as a Melbourne team Uh, and a simple air question I'll leave you with is if either of these two teams turned up on Friday and played this game against Melbourne what would the score be 30-0
2: yeah
1: have to be something along those lines. Mm. Yeah.
0: That's a scary
2: thought really. Uh, just on kick out if I had kick out in my team I'd be telling the bloke get away from the centres come a pair closer to the half and just run just run straight mate. Like just yeah. take that hard line and just spend a couple of weeks running those hard lines and then then we'll shift you back out there and you can score some tries and stuff. But is this going to get used to he seems to be turning before he hits the line he doesn't seem to be trying to go through the line he's trying to ball play he's trying to offload and just get back you're the biggest fucking bloke out there you just run over someone yeah he gets in his uh
0: Nba mode a little bit doesn't he yeah he wants to be the over the top or underneath or whatever it might be uh yeah so we'll wrap up the Friday night there three two one barn
2: yeah, I had um, I thought Appy was the man of the match. I had him with three points, Papali'i with two, and
0: then I had Isaiah Yo with the one point. Uh, I tend to agree. Probably RCG would be the one I would throw up there for one. Um, I thought their forwards were pretty good, but uh, not necessarily worth an argument. Uh, did you mention? Yeah, we mentioned Darcy last I thought he was uh, that's probably his best game of first grade. No, I
2: don't think we did mention him, but yeah, yeah. he's pretty um, yeah, been quite impressive? Yeah. He's been impressive since yeah, he's come in there. But, uh, and he's doing a really good job. 50 tackles and he was pretty good. Yeah, Appy made 62 tackles or something, scored a try. Yep. Second Had to be man of the match. I know Papa Lee did was destructive as he's done all year, but yeah. Appy, Papali'i, and yo. Yeah. Ollie. any objections? No objections here. All right, let's go with
0: that. Super Saturday kicked off with uh, a 66-0 drubbing of the Bulldogs <laughs> reserve grade by uh, Manly. Uh, run, let's run through some quick stats, Barn. Uh, I see Reuben Garrick's name lots and lots and lots.
2: <laughs> 11 out of 11 conversions. Mm. <laughs> 0 tries to 11, 11 out of 11 conversions. 71% completion for the dogs, 77 for Manly. 24 out of 34 sets played, 37 out of 30 uh 48, sorry. 150 post contact meters again. Zero line breaks for the dogs and 14 for Manly. 13 tackle busts to 43 four offloads to seven, two force dropouts by the Bulldogs, one by Manly, zero 40-20s, 312 tackles, played 280 from Manly, two ruck infringements to one, four inside the 10s from the Dogs, one by Manly, seven penalties conceded to nine, 12 errors apiece, one sin bin for the Dogs, Jackson made 50 tackles, Croker made 40, Thompson with 125 metres and Saab with 282. Uh, 18 missed tackles from the outside backs from the Bulldogs. Dury missed seven. Manu missed six and only made eight. Garrick with 169 supercoach points. Saab with 162. Trebojevic with 144. And then five other players before you got down to Josh Jackson on 63 supercoach points for the Bulldogs.
0: What do you say? I don't want to spend a great deal of time on this, this, but um, just just looking at the Bulldogs team – there's pro- how old's Josh Jackson? Thirty, early
2: thirties.
0: Yeah. Him and Luke Thompson are probably the only two in this whole team that would make another another first grade team. Is that is that yep. accurate? And Nick That's Meany's pretty going, fair. Nick Meaney's going down to Melbourne on a on a base contract. Um, so it, you can't take any form out of it. Is what it is. Uh, yeah, dogs were rooted. Uh, the best player, best <laughs> form player at the game, uh, decided he wanted to play the whole eighty minutes. Apparently, told Desi he didn't want to come off. Uh, they had fun. Uh, they all got to celebrate. Uh, the Mel- you know Melbourne are going to build towards being probably the fourth place team. Uh, I really like their forward pack. I think they're getting they're heading in the right direction with their forwards. Uh, Ola katao has got something to offer. Tapau has been in good form. Paseka's been in good form. Talked about Kepi. I think that. Ola
2: is going to be a really big name in the next few years, to be honest, man. Well, we'll get to it, but
0: uh, I, I am bringing him in this week for Tohu Harris, so there you go. Yeah. Um, let me just kick this dog. I mean, uh, let me just move this dog. Out of <laughs> <laughs> a- and uh, finally, get out, dog. I'm not going to kick him for all those animal activists. Um yeah, they're a good team. They smacked him. Like I said, I love I loved the kick early play for Sabra. Uh, I love. He's now one of my favourite plays in the game, actually. So what a turnaround from uh, old feet for hands back in the early.
2: Doesn't he have some pace? Case. Yeah, he uh, couldn't catch a ball for 10 weeks. No.
0: But just it, it takes him. I like that it takes him about 10 metres to warm up. But then once he does, he's gone. <laughs> no um, one gets near him. And once again, I decided to put Hank Scorpion in my multi. So that was my only regret from Yeah, so die. I. Yeah. Uh, too clever, for my own good. Ollie, do you have anything to take away from this?
1: Yeah, just thinking. I wonder if the Bulldogs have beat the Wallabies right now. Anyway. um, It's the rule changes. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Anyway, uh, there's not too much you can say about this side. It was the worst team in the comp playing their reserve grade team against one of the best teams in the comp at full strength, playing for the full... 80 minutes, uh, we pretty much got what we expected out of that one. But I tell you what, that dog sitting behind you right there probably wouldn't look too out of place in that bulldog side right now. He get really good at the number eleven, right? <laughs> but, I
2: mean. That, that's the thing, like, because this is, I think this is the big game that everyone's banging on about, all oh, the fucking blowouts and blah, blah, blah. It was the Bulldogs fucking reserve grade team. Like yeah. they had five or six blokes out. Um, Flanagan came back from being, you know, benched for the last six weeks and he didn't cover himself in glory at all. Um, there was, yeah, as you said, there was only two blokes that you would say did anything for the Bulldogs and you've already named them. Um, it, the game was basically it was either DCE or Tommy threw a pass to somebody and they scored a try. Yeah. Like, (laughs) that was just what happened. Like, or DCE kicked early and someone grabbed it and – Yep. That was that was the funniest moment. I lost my shit when DC, they're on their own 30 and he just goes, I'm just going to kick it over here. And then Saab just grabbed it and ran away from everybody. And there was some, br- some be underest- beautiful tries. But- it shouldn't be underestimated, like
0: how much skill that takes to put it on Saab's chest off a bounce. I yeah. don't need luck sometimes, but that was uh, very good from DC. Um, oh, and you,
2: there was nobody there. Just put right. it into that spot. And Saab's quick enough to get there before anybody else. <laughs> Um, there were some brilliant tries in this game. Like, I know everyone carries on about the blowouts and stuff, but especially that one where the pass out to Saab and he goes down the sideline back to back to Tommy who scores on the inside, there were some brilliant tries in this They've game.
0: They've used that play. Tommy's used that play, I think, three weeks in a row now. It's either two or three in mm-hmm. a row where he's
2: put Saab down the sideline and been in support. Um, and yeah, the passing and interplay fucking between the the outside backs and Manly were brilliant. And they bombed a couple as well. It should have been eighty. Could have been fucking ninety. Like.
0: <laughs> yes, uh, there will be there will be an eighty game by the end of the year. Um, this was a high scoring Super sad, I think, by since two thousand and eight, uh, which suggests to me that uh, one, it's an anomaly because it hasn't been happening all year, so it's yeah. not like it's happening every week. Two. Um, well, it happened before the rules changed. So, you know, no. it's all. And the sad thing is, this will happen to the Dragons next week in the next few weeks. And people only use this as an excuse to support statistics <laughs> that aren't sort of, uh, not very, that are t- use statistics for their own purposes to whinge about it more. But
2: we all well, need have go- a look at the teams that got beaten. Right? The, old- the dogs have been rubbish for four or five years. Yes. The Raiders have absolutely fallen off a cliff. Yep. They should be up in in and around the top six, but they've just fucking fallen apart and they're rubbish. And the Cowboys had a – they were garbage at the start of the year. They put on a run for four or five weeks and then they've gone back to where they started the year. Yes. Like and and we Three all, of the worst teams got beaten.
0: We all tipped this before the round. We all knew it was coming and it was on form alone, not on any other – uh, this isn't a, a result of every week it's happening. Uh, these teams will play each other. Bulldogs will play Cowboys next week. It'll be a two-point game. But they won't count well, The that Raiders
2: was, was a bit of a surprise. I didn't expect the Raiders yeah, to well, be as, let's, bad to as they let's, did, let's wrap up but... this so we can get to that because, my God. Um, well, I heard Saab is three points, DCE yeah, with two, and then Turbo or Garrick, depending on which way you want to go. I think Turbo – provided more than Garrick. Garrick just finished and he's a goal kicker so. (laughs) I I know
0: Turbo now is in the 2-0 class, class, uh, but I think he's got to get at least a point out of this game. Uh, Happy to give DC three. Yeah, I'm okay with what you said actually. Uh, Turbo one. Yeah,
2: Saab with three, DC with two, and Tommy with the one. No objections, Ollie. No,
1: there's plenty of Bulldogs players I can think of. Of course.
0: Yeah, Avrilos should have got man of the match. (laughs) So uh, the next game, Titans 44. Have I skipped on now? Uh, Here we go, Ollie. Titans 44, Raiders 6. This is the – I don't know if it's the first – Let's say this is the first nail in the current coffin of the Raiders team. Let's say the last few weeks has been the construction of the walls. But, Mike, this was bad. <laughs> this was bottom four bad. This was Ricky should be sacked bad. This was uh, bad uh, is all I can say. Mm. Um, Just as you said, like,
2: the Ricky should be sacked bad. has been The talk's been around for, what, six to eight weeks now? about the the team don't want to play for Ricky, blah, blah, blah. This was the epitome of the team do not want to play for Ricky. Uh, it, it, it's like he's a protected
0: species. Every week I turn on TV <laughs> and Madge getting sacked. Every week I turn TV and um, Trent Barrett's under pressure. No one mentions him. It's and, I, haven't, yeah. I haven't watched some of the news programs tonight, uh, and I know he's friends with some of the journals, but honestly... The, They've, and there was the run with the Hodgson thing, and then the 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 um Williams thing, but he doesn't get mentioned. This is this was in, This was close to the worst performance of the round.
2: Yeah, well, I'll just run through the stats. Yeah, and get yeah. amongst it. Yeah. So it was one try for the Raiders, eight for the Titans. One out of one conversion, six out of eight, 75 percent completion to eighty nine. Thirty out of forty sets for the Raiders. Thirty-nine out of forty-four for the Titans. Two line breaks to eleven. Thirty-one tackle busts to sixty-five tackle busts. That's got to be close to the worst of the season. Sixty-five missed tackles. Wow. And I it wasn't, even the, the, Raiders wasn't Raiders. even the Raiders that missed sixty-five tackles. Oh <laughs> uh, fucking hell! Wow. Sixty-five tackles. <laughs> How do you miss sixty-five tackles in a game? Fourteen <laughs> offloads to five. One force drop out of piece. Three hundred and fifty two tackles to two hundred and fifty six, one ruck infringement by the raiders so, four so, to the they Titans. Missed, they missed what,
0: twenty-eight percent of tackles or something. Yeah,
2: well, it was sixty-five tackles of out two, of what did they make? Uh, three fifty. So that's yeah, that's thirty percent of thirty yeah. percent of the tackles <laughs> they missed. Uh twenty. One ruck infringement yeah. to four. One inside the ten to three, six penalties to four, eleven errors by the Raiders, six by the Titans, and the blo- the Titans had a bloke in the bin for ten minutes and scored twenty Hodgson points. With <laughs> and scored twenty points, <laughs> Hodgson with forty three tackles, Wallace with twenty seven, Papa Lee with one hundred and sixty six meters, and Sammy with two hundred and thirteen. Twenty two missed tackles by the outside backs for the Raiders. Bellamy made seven and missed seven Croker made eight and missed Five and they're defending next to each other So that's a good night out that is And mm-hmm. both of their halves missed Five tackles each Wallace was the worst from the Titans who made 27 And missed five Fogarty with 104 Supercoach points Brimson with 93 Mofot Awaker With 91 and then Five other players before you get down to Papali from the Raiders on 72 points Come on,
1: Ollie, Let rip. Well, I was just going to say, I don't think there are any problems at Canberra. They just got out outclassed by a world-class <laughs> team. <laughs> no, um, of course not. Canberra were absolutely shocking. You bring up their outside backs and the tackles they missed. well, they were doing a Titans cosplay, I think. Um, okay. And it was the week we got Corey Thompson back as well. So for the first time probably all year, we've had a better defensive back line than a team in the competition. And trust me, when you're versing the Titans, you do not want that. That title i mean yeah look just what you were saying about ricky being a protected species it seems like he's sort of with fans as well because a lot of fans opinions are formed by the media i put out a post it probably would have been about six to eight weeks ago questioning whether or not his time was up it wasn't necessarily saying he was a bad coach or anything or just was it time for him and canberra to part ways as happens sometimes a coach can welcome and it gets a little bit too long. And I was pretty much torn to shreds saying, well, why isn't it the player's fault? Ricky's a, a good coach and that. Well, I've said it time and time again. If the main issues your players are having is that they don't want to play for their coach and they're not playing for said coach because they're unhappy under said coach. We know how good Canberra can be. You don't get rid of the roster. You get rid of the coach that they're unhappy with. And then they, they're probably not going to be, back in form to the extent they were at the end of 2020, but you probably are going to see a bit of a lift, a bit of a better performance out of them. And you know what, when rookie does leave Canberra, I think Adrian, you might've brought it up a few weeks ago, he'll probably end up at the Wallabies or something like that. So <laughs> not an perfect job for him. And uh, look, I, I know it's not got, too much to do with what we're talking about here, but to just quickly digress. I've always been of the opinion that Ricky Stewart's not necessarily a bad coach, but he's been heavily overrated, especially since Canberra made the grand final. He's had a very up and down career and yeah, I I don't think he's warranted the protection that he's gotten, especially when a coach like Madge Maguire that you brought up, Daggy is also a premiership winning coach. And he's not exempt from it, so why is Ricky?
0: Yeah, we've probably piled enough Ricky enough.
2: Um, (laughs) (laughs) The Raiders were in this game for 15 minutes and that was it. As soon as they had, um, you know, as soon as the no try after 17 minutes to the Titans in the corner there, the Raiders looked tired after 20 minutes of football. Like, there was nobody on the field that actually looked like they were willing to put up any fight after 20 minutes of football and their attack is just completely confused I don't know what their attack's doing Well who Whiten's supposed to be this
0: uh, he won is as a running 5-8 he doesn't run the ball I'm not quite sure what he does He's uh, a second rower.
2: Whiten's a second Yeah, I and he should so. just be running second all, row lines and gar- that's about it. Or he needs
0: to go to another team and go back to the centres um, or in this team probably play centres, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, didn't it sum it up? Who was it? Uh, one of the later tries where Jar- they showed the replay and it's just Jared Kroger falling straight off. Um, mm. Was it, I don't know if it was a or someone else, but th- there is, there's, well, there's a real dearth of any defensive centres in the comp, to be honest, but um, yeah, it was very concerning. The, again, using the same story from the last game, Harrower and is probably the only bloke you'd take at any other club right now. Uh, potentially, I'll pop a Lee. our puppy and Hodgson. At yeah. might take a Hodgson, but honestly, the rest of them were very ordinary. And those
2: um, three you mentioned, as well as White, were the only four blokes that actually had a go. And yeah. four blokes out of you know what nineteen or yeah. seventeen. Yeah. There's certainly blokes out there that aren't having a go, and <laughs> I'm guessing there's a reason for that. hundred percent. But um, yeah, the 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 Titans just steamrolled them everywhere. They were playing around the ruck for the first 20 minutes um, with feeder on one side and Proctor on the other, just playing one pass off the ruck and just putting holes in them everywhere. And then the second half started and they went, you know what, we've got some centers and wingers out there too. We'll give them the ball. And then they just started to fucking, they just ripped them apart. Yeah. Raiders couldn't do anything on any part of the field to stop this, this Titan side and... Uh, the, the Titans haven't looked like doing that to anybody else in the comps. So, I think it's the first 80 minute
1: performance the Titans have put together all Pretty season. Close. Forget yeah. about like winning or losing games. There's always been a period where the Titans have dropped off, whether it's start of a game, mid game, the end of a game. But I didn't really think there was a period here. Obviously, as you said, Canberra were in the game for. a bit, but I still think the Titans were probably the better team throughout. And a lot of of that, as a Titans fan, I'll put my hands up, is due to how bad Canberra were. Um, So as a Titans fan, I don't take too much away from this game. I enjoy it for what it was. And if we can see some performances from certain players in that team, like a Jamal Fogarty, especially, I think he had a great game more consistently, then we will see the Titans not necessarily win games that they're not supposed to, but they'll come close. And again, it, it, it's a, th- a thing of effort. It's it, it it's that yeah. effort. And uh, I'd i like to think that we're going to see that type of performance and that effort for the rest of the season from the Titans, but I'm a realist. I don't know who they're versing. Well, they got the buy next week, so they'll, they'll probably lose to them. And then the week <laughs> after that, when they're actually on on a football field, um, I don't know, they'll probably verse the Bulldogs and lose. Actually, I think they are versing the Bulldogs. There you go. The,
2: the Titans were solid, but it's alarming. If you're a Raiders fan, man, yeah. that is a lot. Yeah. They got broken open in every part of the field. It wasn't just on one edge. It wasn't for feeder running up. It was Proctor on the other side. It was either side of the ruck, and then it was the outside backs as well. So I don't know where the Raiders go after that one.
0: <laughs> and, and, and in that set-up, like – I know he's not an 80-minute player, but surely if you're a, a Ricky – and lots of clubs do this, and, and you've spoken about it a lot as well. Um, I think Gump wins about a lot too when he's been on. But why, would, when you're in that situation, why why take Papa E off? Like leave him out it's there so, so he can't nice. walk. Just leave him out there because <laughs> yes. he's the only bloke trying and he'll, he'll get you into the game for as long as he can. Uh, but it's like, oh, we've hit 15 minutes. We better give him a break. And they just went to complete shit after that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Other clubs do it as well. You just, like, leave blokes out there. At least, uh, Kevi Walters, to his credit, and we'll get to that next, uh, he says he leaves Haas out there, he can't walk it, and he brings him off, sits him down, and puts him back out there. You, like, don't, you've got your assets. Don't don't run to a clock. Don't run to a, a rotation. Just think outside the square a bit. But anyway, um, 3 two, ones. So what do we do? For, uh, Fogarty. Yeah, Fogarty, Fogarty
2: was the man of the match. Uh, Fofita, too, and Sammy. I had
0: Moe. Oh, Mo! I thought Moe was tremendous. He, I'm what surprised. about Thompson? I, I thought Thompson was absolutely outstanding. I would have given him one, but I've just noticed, uh, yeah, no, I would have given him one as well. But Mo was, I'm surprised how Moe's stats don't necessarily reflect every time he runs the ball. I think he's averaging about 10 metres a hit up, but every 10 metres counts with him. Like he bends the line. Um, so, yeah, what do you say, Barn? Fogarty Moe for feeder? Foggity for feeder, Yeah, let's so, go with that and yeah. move on. Uh, but Corey Thompson was outstanding on return, and I've said that I believe he should have been the Queensland winger. Um, we wrap up the, uh, the the weekend with 38-0 Knights defeating the Cowboys. Uh, another game we don't need really to spend a great deal on. Cowboys are back to regress to where they were six weeks ago. Um, they, they had their run. They were very ordinary. Newcastle, uh, Ponga added, had the uh, Tommy Turbo effect to a degree and added a bit of spark to them. They do have a lot more there. Um, I thought the Saifidi brothers were tremendous in starting. I love that combination now that they've decided to back them. Uh, Do some stats, though. That's the thing we normally do. Sorry.
2: Seven tries to zero. Five out of seven conversions for Newcastle. 78% played 79. 36 out of 46 sets played 33 out of 42 for the Cowboys. Five line breaks to three. 24 tackle busts to 28. Three offloads to five. Three force dropouts for the Cowboys. 315 tackles played 399, four ruck infringements for the Knights, two for the Cowboys, two inside the 10 for both teams, six penalties conceded from both teams. Ten errors to 12. Braley made 41 tackles, Wright with 43. Ponga with 212 metres and Holmes with 195. Sofiedi, uh Jacob missed four tackles, Holmes with Holmes missed four and made five. Drinkwater missed four as well. Watson with 107 Supercoach points. Palmer with 96. Young with 88. And then one more player before you got down to Drinkwater from the Cowboys on 70 Supercoach points. I thought Clifford and Pearce seemed to have struck up a pretty good combination, actually. They look quite good playing together uh, in the halves there.
0: Definitely. It's the best the the Newcastle halves have looked all year.
2: Well, they've both got a kicking game, which is um, better than a lot of teams. Uh, most teams rely on one person for their kicking, whereas um, if you've got a kicker on either side of the ruck with Clifford and Pierce, it um, gives you more options, obviously. Ponga just means so much to this team in in attack. And um, the momentum could have changed early if it wasn't for uh, the, the trisaber on uh, Hammer down on the left-hand side. Um, who was that? It was young. Was it? Dom, Dom
0: uh, no, no, it was Heimel, I think.
2: Yeah, someone came across, and um, it it would have been four all with a kick to come, and the momentum could have been completely different, yeah. but um, they got stopped in that corner. Dom Young actually showed pretty yeah. good stuff, I thought, in attack, especially with his ball in his hands. Um, he's, he's a good he's, ball runner.
0: He's still very raw, and he's still got a mistake. Uh, and he's, but he's yeah. still only eighteen, so uh, he's got a threat. He's he, definitely a threat
2: when he, he gets be involved. Someone, with I think with so, the, ball yeah. in the hand. Um, Tom Malolo and Drinkwater were the the only two from the Cowboys that I thought were any good. Um, Dearden and Robson were okay. But um, I really like Watson when he's not ball playing, to be honest, because he didn't need to ball play in this team with Ponga and Pierce and Clifford in there doing it for him. And he just started running at holes and started he, – he, I think he scored a try. might have even been two. If he didn't score two, he scored one and set one up just from running straight at holes and making the defence panic. But, yeah, Ponga was the difference yeah, in too. this game by a while.
0: Oh, absolutely. But, I um, mean, yeah, as I was saying uh, – I. I, well he's injured now but I like the starting of the side feed he's, uh, and it frees Clamour up a little bit later to come on and um, bully a bit um, and they've almost got, I've just noticed actually looking at the Newcastle stats every player except so still still missed at least two tackles so there are still some concerns there uh, Kurt Mann in the centres I suppose he's got to be he has to be starting somewhere um, but it's much better than what they had a few weeks ago with your toes and the like, uh, it, it almost looks like if they get a bit of confidence and Ponga stays fit, they're a top eight team. I think I think they can still put three. I haven't seen, I haven't studied their draw, but they could probably put three or four together and do enough to, to jump, um, your sharks of the world. I think they've got one
2: of the better draws to be
0: honest. Yeah. So I,
1: think,
0: well,
2: yeah? I, I, I was
1: just thinking about it then. The, the, Talk about their draw. I don't know who they're versing in particular. But I was just thinking, I don't think Newcastle have versed a decent side for a few weeks now. Other than that Manly game they won, I'm trying to think. I think it might have been Parramatta a little while ago. So I would have to assume they've still got to verse a few... Really good sides because with Newcastle the, the past few weeks I've been watching them and they've been winning a few games and they've looked all right. But the main thing I've been taking away is, yeah, but we've not seen them up against a better opposition. Not necessarily no, right. the team. So the they got comp. they
2: got storm. They've Roosters. got the buyer, then the Storm Roosters, yeah.
0: and then they got okay. a, they got a good draw after that. Uh, they, well, they, I mean they they'll play, they play shot. They play Raiders. Raiders, Broncos, Knights, uh, okay. Raiders, Broncos, Sharks, Bulldogs, Titans, Broncos. So okay. a lot will depend on how Brisbane bounce off this, actually. Um, but, yeah, you'd imagine they'd probably lose a couple here. Um, do we have to say much else about this? You uh, summed up pretty well there, Barn.
2: The Cowboys are pretty poor, man. I don't yeah, know I don't what they do. They've got a lot of young, um, young back rowers that have a good game here and there, but yeah, they need to build up their stocks in the back
0: row. Has there been for, a bigger the a, a bigger disappointment in the last twelve months? Well, there probably has. Uh, Tom Dearden, I, he just he went from being someone to he's someone. That he's barely a first grader now, and, and
2: back end of last year he looked like an exciting prospect.
0: Yeah, and now. Him and Drinkwater are half in each other's way. Uh, if it wasn't for Val Holmes, they would they would have altered nothing in attack, uh, and he was drawing a little bit too hard, I thought, as well, because he had to. Um, I wouldn't. Yeah. They, they, they're going to they, – they won't win another game, I don't think, barring playing the cowboy. I haven't started their draw either – barring playing the Bulldogs or um, – the Bulldogs. Um, yeah, they're well, very. If they're out. running last and they play the Sharks, I'd probably beat them. Potentially. Well, we'll get to
2: that yeah. too. Uh,
0: three, two, ones, what, Ponga three.
2: Ponga Watson, and I gave Dom, Dom Young one point.
0: But... Okay. Yeah, no, why not? I, I thought Mitchell Pierce was pretty yeah. good, actually, as well. So I, I would argue him ahead of Dom Young. Yeah, you know. You
1: want, you no, want me to get give...
0: that? Yeah Okay so Ponga, the boss. Ponga Who do we say for two Connor Connor that's right Yep Connor Connor. Uh, yeah whatever we said just then uh, Ponga, Ponga Connor, Connor And this. Oh This, this round's gone it. for four weeks <laughs> Brisbane 26 Defeated the Sharks 18 In actually a, a Really good game of football I think <sighs> Uh, Probably not for Barney. Um, But this was, uh, I thought, effort from Brisbane. I thought Payne House led the way, and I thought Barney should do some stats.
2: Yeah, there was some effort from the Sharks too, but uh, this was Brisbane's probably second best game that they've played all year. Uh, Five tries to three. Three out of five conversions for the Broncos. Three out of three for the Sharks, 80% completion to 79. 28 out of 35 sets played, 33 out of 42. Six line breaks to eight. 27 tackle busts for the Broncos, 37 for the Sharks. 12 offloads to 15. One drop dropout to six. Uh, 341 tackles played, 318. Two ruck infringements to zero one inside the 10 for both teams. Two penalties conceded by the Broncos, three conceded by the Sharks. Ten errors to Nine. Turpin made 57 tackles, Braley with 43, Huss with 219 metres, and Katoa with 203. Croft missed six tackles, made 21. Glenn missed six as well. And Tracy made six and missed six. Oh, Trindle missed five as well and had a very poor night, to be honest. Uh, Tessie New with 104 super Coach points, Huss with 90, and Tolman with 83.
0: Payne is a freak. Uh, I know I've thrown up a few names for best prop in the game. I, th- I think he's probably realistically on his date number seven. one. Uh, he was outstanding. As you said, 219 run metres. Uh, again, when I talked about with uh, Mr. Waker, but every run counts with Payne Haas. Uh, and even, and, and nothing sums it up more than his defensive effort at the end of the game.
2: Uh, and he takes two or three hit-ups a set.
0: That's when right. they're in trouble, absolutely. Uh, he's not ducking and dodging. Uh, he doesn't even leave it through his wingers coming out of his half. He'll he'll take one of those first two. Uh, Tessie knew you've called for it for a long time for him to get back to fullback, and he looked pretty good. Um, he's a better option
2: than the sure.
0: But man, I know we talked. We've talked over the the season about your pongas and your turbos But what a difference could Tony Stag made on that edge? Oh, you know, first man, up, he was, he was outstanding.
2: Uh, Every time he touched the ball, I was shitting the pants. Yeah. Every time he touched it, he looked like he was going to break the Sharks' defensive
0: line apart. Yep, Uh, he was outstanding. And I just thought the effort, and I thought (laughs) I'll fall into it again uh, because I've done it three or four times. But I thought if they can (laughs) turn up and do that again, they will beat a lot of teams for the remainder of this season. Uh, We've still got to see it two weeks in a row, so they'll probably lose by 40 next week. They won't because they found form just in time to beat the Tigers. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think good signs for Brisbane, good signs for next year because they they went out and wrapped up pretty much all those young kids in the last two weeks. Uh, they, they're looking to probably move on Alex Glenn. Uh, I and you throw Reynolds in and maybe Stags at six next year. Uh, it's a little bit exciting for them, I think. Or well, by exciting, better than where they're sitting. Um, thoughts, Ollie? Yeah,
2: well, it's obviously Vikings um, anyway, come in with a plan. He's just come in and said, we need to sign these blokes. We don't need to sign these blokes. And there yeah. it is. And, and just do it. There, yep.
0: there it is. Uh, Ollie, did you take much out of this game before I throw to Barney and let him?
1: Uh, well, the big interesting thing for me was Katani Staggs' inclusion in the centres. Now, it, it's it's looking likely, but it's not been confirmed he'll play at six next year I was wondering leading up to his comeback whether or not they would chuck him straight in there because I think mm-hmm. at this point why not if he's going I, to be there next I, year anyway. I think they have done a better job than Brody.
0: I think Gamble's been re-signed too. Not necessarily. I don't think it's necessary serious as a yeah. six, but they did say that they're going you know, to offer him an extension as well.
1: Yeah, I think so. So uh, that That's interesting because I know it's not been confirmed either, as I said, that Stags will play six. I think that's just uh, – a, a, it's been reported and it, it's a bit of an assumption. But, yeah, I was just thinking they're not doing great. They're obviously not going to play finals, <laughs> at least test him out there. I get why they haven't because on his day, arguably the best centre in the game and he had an amazing game in his comeback. But – I wonder if they will pull the trigger on it at some point this year. Hmm. If they lose their next two games, probably he'll, he'll be the 100th combination, but
2: yeah. If he can run like that with somebody outside him as well. It might be just as simple as
0: um, they haven't had time to get combinations right yet with the confidence to say, Hey, let's run off Katoni. But just even thinking personally, (laughs) he's, Best path to rep footy right now is probably 5'8". Try and become the best 5'8 in the comp because there's some pretty yeah. good ones ahead of him in the centres. Um, New South
2: Wales, yeah. Take
0: little, <laughs> take blue spot. Well, have a crack because I don't think you're knocking Turbo Latrell out anytime. <laughs> <immediate>, <laughs> yeah, probably so. not. Uh, Sharks span. What 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 what's the go?
2: <sighs> First twenty minutes they were all right. And then the first 10 minutes of the second half, they were okay. But um, they won the battle in the middle. I, I thought they were the better team at um, gaining metres through the middle. Um, your Rudolphs and um, Woods was actually good again and Tolman. Uh, they laid a platform, but they had nothing outside your, of that platform.
0: Your props should finish almost one, two and players player this year, really. like in Yeah, their own more club. than likely. Because yeah. they're, they're consistently... Two old, potentially washed-up broke our uh, blokes, and I saw there was a yep. rumor actually, Aaron Woods might be offered Brisbane as well. Um, they've been consistently good. Uh, they've been great, and so, and you and Rudos I don't say a disappointment. Um, um, Johnson on the-
2: jumped on the back of it, and he was pretty good. Um, he he played off the back of the platform as well, but um, the Broncos just did everything faster. Yep. Um, they had more intent. They, they ran harder, they tackled harder, and they, they just did the little things better than the Sharks for the majority of this game. Um, the Sharks were in the game for the whole way, and I actually thought they were going to win it at times, especially when Ramian went through and then yeah. Gamble smacked him and knocked the ball out of his hands. And But, um, you know, it, it could have gone either way, but the Broncos just did everything that little bit quicker. And the, the biggest problem is the Sharks... Defense. Yeah, they they had no line speed. There was a, a for a good hour. The Broncos were making sixty meters every set of seats. Yeah, the Sharks were just waiting for them. So every time they touched the ball, they'd make ten to fifteen meters. They yeah. just were not moving up off their line. And I don't know what that's about. Is that I don't know if it's a Plan, but is, or it, or is This just
0: indicative of, like we said, the twenties setup. When you look at the Ford Pack, Talakai, Rudolph, Trindle. Blake Braley, they're not blokes. Teague Wilton are not blokes that are going to be maybe they're not ingrained in them to move up and, and offer. But the
2: games that they've been winning recently over the last four to six weeks, they've been meeting, they've been coming up at least five meters. This yep. game, they didn't move at all. They yeah. just stood and held and tried to catch. Yep. I don't know if they thought that they didn't need to move off their line because Brisbane had been so poor recently or what it was, but yeah, they need to work on their defense big time. Mm. Um, so at the end of the day, it wasn't overly unexpected for the Sharks to lose this kind of game because that's just what they do. And um, Brisbane, as I've said, they've played probably their best well, – one of their best games that they've played all year. So at the end of the day, um, the Sharks had a chance to sort of cement their spot in the bottom of the eight there and they fucked it up as they normally do. I, so, think,
0: I think the moment you mentioned it was a key one because, uh, <laughs> well, w- when Raimi went through that whole live, you're thinking, okay, all right, Brisbane tried hard. Game's over now. And um, well, he normally probably, steps inside yeah. gamble there and scores. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's move on. Uh, ha- I'm giving Haas three, Stags two, uh, mm, one potentially. Who else was good actually? Alex Thum was pretty good. Uh, anyone from the Sharkies? Tolman. Actually, I had Tolman.
2: Haas. I had Haas, and then um, Stags, and then I was. Uh, my one point was between Tessie New or Sean Johnson. Okay. Uh, Aaron Tolman. Uh, Aiden Tolman. Aiden Tolman, yeah. He was good. Um, his stats are inflated because he scored that try. But... No, no, no. I
0: was looking at Even the work. Either. Actually, no, Tessie New was really good. He, he was actually very good. So Haas, three, Stags two. Uh, Tessie New, won. one. One, two, New. And we wrapped up Super Sunday with uh, South defeating the Tigers thirty was it
2: 38-22. That was it.
0: Yeah, 38-22. Four
2: tries to seven. Three out of four conversions played five out of seven. Uh, missed field goal for the Tigers and a missed penalty goal for South. 78% completion played 82%. 25 out of 32 sets played 37 out of 45. 150-plus post-contact meters for South. Five line breaks to 11 24 tackle bust to 43 12 offloads to 5 1 drop dropout by Souths 356 tackles for the Tigers 290 for the Rabbitohs 5 rack infringements to 2 1 inside the 10 for both teams 8 penalties conceded by the Tigers 3 by Souths 8 errors to 9 Little made 48 tackles Cook with 39 Nofaluma with 187 metres Johnson with 176 Brooks missed six tackles, Laurie missed five, Walker missed four, and Cook missed five, but he made 40, so it doesn't really count too much. Johnson with 107 supercoach points, Graham with 102, Walker with 99, and then Dewey with
0: 97. Oh, you're looking at me?
1: All right. Ollie, what do you think of the game? (laughs) Oh, well... (laughs) The most interesting part, I guess, was the hit back from the Tigers at the start of the the second half. But then they sort of just dropped off completely again. I th- I thought they came out of the sheds like a house on fire. I thought uh, I never thought they were going to win the game, but I thought, geez, Madge's Madge said something here and revved them right up. But that um that lasted for about fifteen minutes, and then um. <laughs> Got back to business as usual, unfortunately, for your boys. Um, Of course, people are sort of highlighting Reynolds and Walker's performance uh, due to origin implications. Um, And as someone who, after Canberra and Parramatta's games this week, would have probably gone with South's halves as well, um, they were good, but it wasn't necessarily a a world-class performance. I don't think they necessarily set the world alight to the extent where they had to be picked. Um, But yeah, again, the, the better side came out and put in the better effort and that's what we got from it. We saw what the Tigers, I guess are capable of at the start of that second half. And if they'd gone on with it, I think it would have been a bit, a bit of a closer game. South still would have won, but again, it comes down to the effort and at the end of the day, Tigers sort of just dropped
2: off. I think if Reynolds had played a better game, you probably would have found Walker and Reynolds in the halves. Um, I thought Walker was quite good. I thought he was pretty much the everything for their attack uh, because Mitchell was non-existent. He didn't seem to want to play. He spent more time hiding behind the dummy half than he did anything else. That, that was the uh,
0: that was the most Latrell Latrell's
2: been all year. He just had a, no yeah. interest in. Uh, that's the one thing I see. Once I see a bloke hiding behind the dummy half, he doesn't want the ball because the dummy half's not going to pass it directly behind him. So as soon as you see someone standing directly behind the dummy half, you know they're not interested in playing the game. And that was about 15 minutes into the game, and that's where Latrell stood for a, <laughs> a
0: fair yeah. part of the game. And, and when we say that, uh, we're both on record as naming Luttrell as one of our favourite plays in the whole game. hundred
2: percent. <laughs> he zero he, just, interest, so he knew he didn't really need to and he just didn't want to, so <laughs> that's what he did.
1: Um, he was probably looking and thinking, "Geez, I wonder what would have happened if I actually signed with the Tigers when they offered me a million dollars a couple." Of
2: <laughs> we might. Be. I thought had to say. I thought South actually took their foot off the accelerator after about thirty minutes. To be honest, uh, because they were just they had they had the game at their mercy after half an hour of this one. Yep. They um. They did most of their damage on the edges. They went wide early and, um, yeah, they they broke the Tigers apart. But the, the Tigers' middle wasn't good again, which is concerning because that's where they built their game for the first probably 12 to 14 weeks of this season. And now it's starting to fall apart, which is, yeah, it's not great. Um, Little did his best in the middle there. He, he was making everybody else's tackles because a lot of them weren't making those tackles that they needed to make. But...
0: Yeah, well, end of the day, I've used this. I've used this. The uh, question for three games now, but really, who makes any other team from this Tigers team? Uh, Dewey, Dewey, uh, uh, maybe Laurie, maybe. May, I was going to say Laurie, maybe, but no, one needs a small fullback, uh, maybe. Nice, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. and and you know, a Twi'le, a Garner and a Leilua can probably be a very good asset to a good team, but beyond that, it's this whole thing about rules comes back to clubs and this is where these clubs have ended up and they're not up to scratch. Um, South, still what South had to do. They, I I still believe they're not in the, they're not in the top three level. They're probably on par with the current Roosters team. If Roosters are full strength, they wouldn't be on par with them either. But they're a very, uh, a, a fun team to watch. I think they're just flattered and they're flattered by the draw and flattered by, uh, what the draw ahead as well. They've got a ridiculous draw ahead, and I think this will be the story of the next month. They're going to win a lot of games. LaTrell's not going to do a whole lot,
2: and that'll be it. Um, the one thing that was concerning for South is when they went for the accelerator again, when the Tigers did actually have some dominance there for the, the first 15, 20 minutes of that second half. They could they didn't really find it. No. Um, they did struggle. But, it was more one-on-one efforts with Murray's try and um, the Campbell other Graham. one from Campbell Graham. Um, and, and Campbell they, I Graham think- was... Brilliant, yeah. I think they
0: they were South's two best, um, Murray and Graham. And I don't want to say there was a difference, but if they weren't on this field, it might have been an interesting finish. Um, but that said, like Tigers just didn't play for the first twenty, and they gave up a twenty lead. So, and that's been the story last month um and until they're going to show that intensity you just said it about the Lions beauty of sharks same here they just stood there they like there's no there's no pack leader right now there's no one Luciana was tremendous he actually in attack was outstanding uh but in, he's not up there putting uh Adrian Morley hits on people he's not waking the defense no. up
2: and uh, that's probably something you're missing, to be honest, with the Tigers. Yeah. Um, there's not really anyone apart from Safar that actually tries yeah. to come out and put a hit on and anybody. He,
0: and I thought he was probably he probably overplayed his hand this week. He was a bit disappointing. Mm. Um, but that's what I thought a blore or a, a Stefano might have done this year, and it hasn't happened. Um, let's let's wrap this up. We've talked enough about. Um, average football games.
2: Well, I had a good laugh with Reynolds on the surfboard after he put his foot in the touch. That was a good one. Should have written on the line. Um,
0: <laughs> but
2: yeah, it is what it is. You've, you've nailed everything. Well, else. the Tigers did their 20 minutes there where they, they did get good field position and Dewey and Laurie shined. Like they, they got yeah. in on the back of that and they scored a couple of nice little tries yeah. there. But the, the experiment's um,
0: over. Dewey has to be back to six. That's the only hope. It looks like it, yeah. And he's only there defensively. We can't take him anyway. You may
2: as well put him at six where he's
0: touching the ball every set. Uh, And the Nofo
2: intercept probably got the scores closer than they should have been. That could have been a South's try realistically, but Nofo plucked it and ran 180 metres or whatever it was. I had Walker for three points just for what he did early. I thought that um, every time they scored in that first half, it was basically off the back of Walker. I had Dewey with two points and then I split the one with Graham or Murray, but argue amongst yourselves.
0: I, I would have had the three Souths you mentioned but if you think Dewey's worth a point, uh, I'm happy to go with that. I, I wouldn't disagree. In, in a terrible team, he's a standout and out of position. But uh, I thought I thought Campbell Graham was very good, and I thought Cam Murray was very good too.
2: So Walker, Graham, Murray.
1: Ollie, are you Deweying or are you Southing? I might have to South this one. Fair I'll enough. go with the South boys. Walker, Graham, Murray. Yeah. happy days. All right, that's fair enough.
0: Uh, maybe even flattering to Cody Walker, but I'm not going to argue it. Uh, let's quickly wrap. <laughs>
2: yeah, it was a little bit.
0: Oh, I, like I just thought, Campbell Graham. I'd almost argue him for three, but uh, mm-hmm. but the starts a start, and if if that's the way you look at the game, then I'm fine with that. Uh, we've done, yeah, peanut. Who's who's in the? This is a big week for pot plants. Who's
1: our pot plant of the week, (laughs) Oliver? He said it's a big week for pot plants. I could be going through and choosing a few. I know it's like beating a dead horse, and they're probably going to win the record for most pot plants this year, but you can't go past reserve grade Bulldogs. Minus, Minus Luke Thompson and... Josh Jackson, it's it's funny bringing up Luke Thompson. Usually, when a, a player goes from a Super League club to an NRL club, they're going to a better quality side. I genuinely think St Helens had flogged this Bulldogs side. No joke.
2: I pretty much anyone in the Super Fucking League would beat this Bulldogs team. He's, he's a, genuinely. He's the Glenmore Park Brumbies would probably be <laughs> a in the closest to to the Bulldogs team at the moment.
1: Yeah. Well, anyway, I just thought that was that was in interesting and I, I guess it's a bit unfair to compare them to Saint Helen's who are probably the b- best team over there um, the, the bulldogs you know what bulldogs versus southford good contest but yeah um, but yeah I'm gonna pop plant the reserve grade bulldogs minus those two uh, I will pop plant Ricky Stewart I think uh, putting a, a small pot
0: plant on the sideline they actually would have played better for so <coughs> this thing outside the box are uh, Ricky Stewart's my pop plant Barney
2: I had Corey Allen. Um, I think it's the second or third time I've given it to him this year, to be honest. But the big money signing, he had six runs for 40 metres. He made two tackles, missed three, and um, he he had an error that led directly to points. So he was my pop plant for this week. Uh Yeah. do we have slaps beyond the dragons?
0: Are we all just going to table? We're all in accord that the dragons. Oh,
2: slap. the sharks! The sharks' defensive line speed—that mm-hmm. was my one out of this week. But obviously, it's a little bit closer to home for me. So oh, you're allowed to say. Oh, no, well, let's let's all. The agree. they didn't get off—they just didn't get off the line and do anything. Yeah. yeah, dragons are the biggest slap. But you all get one hundred percent. The house
1: party, Ollie. Uh you know what? I'm going to do a positive slap. I'm going to accidentally slap Corey Thompson on his arm as I give him a big hug.
0: We only accept our slaps here in
1: celebration. I, I'm sorry. I'm going to accidentally slap him on the bum as I give him a big hug.
0: Try to
2: mount him. And yeah. what
0: a firm cheek that would be.
1: Uh, I'm going to slap. I broke my hand.
0: Uh, first, I just want to slap Thomas McKayley just for something to do. Uh, and I just want to slap. Um, I've just had a mind blank now. Another Tigers player? No, pro- no, it wasn't. Now, let's go with Thomas McKayley. I'll think of it in a sec. There is another slap I wanted to doll out, but uh, it's gone for the moment. Uh, a salute. Oliver, you got a salute for the week. A salute. What was my
1: salute? <laughs>
2: Barney, do you have will. a salute? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Kaelin. Uh, the way he came back, obviously he's been out for five, six weeks, and he just dominated that uh, the attack for Newcastle. He was in everything, and his footwork and his speed was brilliant, considering he's coming off a, a leg injury. So, uh,
0: I've just read my slap is uh, Saluka for feeder. Honestly, what a what a peanut <laughs> to carry on after that, after a blatant high shot, and after what he did earlier in the year. Uh, he uh, should be slapped. And to be honest, I don't know how Trent Robertson is going to put up with him for much longer. Uh, salute, Ollie. Yeah, he might not be there next year.
1: Yeah, so I've just realised, trying to think of a salute, that it's been a pretty negative week in the NRL, at least this week. So I'm going to go back over to the UK. Salute Rob Burrow. Um, it's now deemed Rob Burrow Day, the 7th of the 7th. Um, obviously. <clears throat> disease. As is, you know, um, Carl Webb as well. Mm-hmm. Both got the same disease there, and um, absolutely, yeah. Rob, uh, Rob
0: hideous disease.
1: Hideous disease. Yeah, it, it's. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. I think it's one of the worst things you can have. Just on Rob Burrow in particular, I didn't see much of him play. He was very much in a Preston Campbell mould, probably even smaller than Preston Campbell. And he's someone who I don't know how he would have gone, but he's someone who never came to the NRL. Who probably could have given it a crack and at least seen how he would have went.
0: Uh, our man Trev Smith talks uh, often yeah. in glowing, glowing terms about Rob Burrow. Uh, and my salute, I'm going to, I'll give it to Payne Haas this week. And uh, to a lesser extent to Tony Staggs, but I know it's against your Sharkies, but I thought they were both very, very good. Um,
2: that was one of the performances of the weekend, Payne Haas. He was in beast mode. So. And I love watching him when he's like that even if he's tearing up the Sharks pack. absolutely so
0: let's wrap up that's been our review show let's wrap that up you can find Footy and Frothy if this is your first time and I've got to give a shout out uh, to hopefully a new listener Steve a good Tigers man came in the office today and had a extended chat about the rugby league uh, so I hope he's uh, jumped on board but uh, jump on our social medias Instagram uh, Facebook which uh, Ollie's in charge of we're also on Twitter uh, you can find us on YouTube at Beer Garden Empire yes Oliver?
1: I've got to quickly jump in here with this story of this Steve Blake, right? And this story is just as much for Barney finding out about what goes on in our workplace as anyone else. I have never really stood by and heard Adrian talk to a a client before or even walking past. The one time I do, the one time I've got to get something from the cabinet right next to him, he's talking to someone about the Tigers, no, just, just the is and then brings me into the conversation to start talking to this mic while I'm working. I've not had, right, I've spoken to you multiple times at work in the past week. Not one conversation has been work-related. I don't want to talk about work. Let's talk about work. <laughs> anytime I go down there in of the office is to say, why has this been fucked up? So get yourself lucky. I've been sitting at my desk and every now and then I'll turn around Adrian's there and I'm thinking, okay, I've stuffs like, he's going to tell me something that just goes, oh, I've got a new subscriber. <laughs> <That'd be nice. laughs> if you are in like Sydney
0: and need your taxes done, <laughs> 96730511, give us a call and uh, hopefully we can look after you. Mention 40 and frothers, we'll give you 20 bucks off. Uh, so let's wrap <laughs> this up uh, and be back very shortly with our preview show. Catch everyone soon.